weather. It's 10 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The federal government runs out of money in less than a week and worries about another shutdown are rising. Republicans and Democrats are no closer to agreeing on long-term spending. And another short-term extension might be what keeps the government running. Senate Democrats ended a filibuster that prompted a three-day government shutdown last month, but only with assurances that there will be good-faith negotiations on immigration. The key issue for Democrats involves the fate of DREAMers, young immigrants who were brought into the U.S. illegally as kids. Well, Punxsutawney Phil making his annual appearance today on Gobbler's Knob for the annual Groundhog Day festivities. This marks the 132nd year that Phil has predicted whether we'll have an early spring or six more weeks of winter, which is it ever an early spring? Doesn't seem to be. If Punxsutawney Phil sees his shadow, winter marches on. If he doesn't, then spring is right around the corner. Groundhog.org say Pennsylvania's earliest settlers began celebrating Groundhog Day in the 1800s. Gobbler's Knob, where Phil hangs out, likely packed already with people waiting to see Phil coaxed out of his burrow. 720 is when they drag him out. Goodwill takes in a lot of items, and one Florida store just received an armed grenade launcher. The Goodwill manager said workers at first didn't even know what the thing was. They sent it off to a different Goodwill location. The Bradenton Herald reports the store near Tampa reported the item to the local sheriff's office on Sunday after an employee discovered it was a loaded grenade launcher. Deputies removed the weapon and placed it in a hazmat locker. The principal of St. Michael the Archangel Catholic High School in Lee Summit, Missouri, recently made an unusual addition to the staff, bringing in a puppy and giving it the title of Director of Love and Hospitality. I think every place should have a Director of Love and Hospitality. Yeah, yeah get us a puppy. Principal Josie Maddox uh, brought the four-month-old puppy named Mike on board to help students learn how to work independently, how to be respectful, and how to care for others. Mike lives with Josie and goes to school every weekday, helping special needs students and brightening the days of pretty much everybody he runs into. Jimmy Kimmel bouncing back from a car crash. TMZ snagged photos of the aftermath of an accident involving the late-night host on the Sunset Strip in L.A. yesterday. Kimmel apparently tried to turn left in a right-turn-only intersection and slammed his SUV into another vehicle. Neither, neither Kimmel nor the other driver appeared to be injured, but the men were seen exchanging words on the sidewalk as fire officials and police arrived. And finally, actor Robert Wagner is a person of interest in the death of his wife, Natalie Wood. That's according to a lieutenant with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. John Corinna tells CBS's 48 Hours, quote, As we've investigated the case over the last six years, I think he's more of a person of interest now, end quote. Wood drowned nearly 40 years ago while on the family's yacht near Catalina Island. Wagner, actor Christopher Walken, and boat captain Dennis Davern were on board. Investigators initially called her death an accident, but reopened that investigation in 2011. 100% Trump will pardon him (laughs) if it goes down. (laughs) He didn't do it. He's a good guy. I wonder what, what caused them to reopen this case. It has to be someone in her family that just couldn't let it go, that... You know, while he's still alive, they want to see him pay for this or yeah. something. I, and it's also, 40 years past. Look, how could he not be a person of interest? He was on the boat. Right. Uh, anybody on the boat is a person of interest. This is like, What new piece of evidence could they have found? It seems kind of crazy. 
Forecast today, windy, snowy, and cold 20 for the high, but wind chills around zero all day today. It's 15 at DVE. Yeah, it is, uh, as Val said, it's uh, slippery in spots, so be careful right where you think it's not going to be slippery. You just go sliding. I definitely did a 180 coming out of my driveway. Did you really? Uh, Tawny Phil might pass away from hypothermia. Just pops up and just freezes. Do you see her shadow? Uh Uh-uh. Phil? Phil, are you there? No, I saw my life flash before my eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. They're out there. up there on Gobbler's Knob today. It seems to be always uh, a freezing cold day on, on Gobbler's Knob. It, it, it's never like a, a it, nice warm. It's just like a huge booze fest up there, isn't it? For No, you're not allowed to drink. In the whole town or just in really? the, at the site? Punxsutawney's dry? Pre- yeah, pretty sure that the whole site is dry. Gosh, why would you go then? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Fun pageantry, you know. Pageantry, Val. Put a top hat on. Yeah, uh, comedian uh, Michael Blackson will uh, be in at uh, eight fifteen. He's at the Improv all weekend long, and uh, man, that dude sold out the whole weekend. And they added an eleven forty five show. Wow. wow! Oh my god! Is he still going to show up? I don't know why he'd come here. <laughs> DJ Gallo also uh, going to be giving us a shout. Uh, Yahoo Sports Sports Pickle, and uh, he's the uh, nice. co-host of a new podcast with uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, expatriate Dan Hopper, who uh, writes for Cracked and College Humor and stuff like that. Anyways, I did their podcast the other night. Those guys are like two of the funniest dudes on Twitter. Uh, definitely, so we'll talk with DJ about uh, this Super Bowl and how you should definitely be rooting for. He says the Patriots. We'll tell you why. Yeah, fly like an eagle. DVE morning show. You know, Evgeny Malkin was awarded the NHL's number one star for the month of January. He lit it up. Patrick the other night. Oh my God, he's got 10 goals in January. And uh, yesterday, he set the internet on fire <laughs> by taking a quick video of Phil Kessel in a cryotherapy tank. <laughs> looking like oh. a 45-year-old guy in 1975. <laughs> Looks like groundskeeper Willie. He is so disheveled. It wouldn't be. I mean, it's just crazy. Bill, you love that stuff. I What? Cryo? The cryotherapy? Oh, yeah. And the penguins have their own like signature cryo tank. I know. That tank looked awesome. You haven't gone yet, Val? No. I, I do about five a month. And uh, it's awesome. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, it definitely costs cash. It's basically the equivalent of microwaving an ice bath. That's yeah. why so many athletes do it because one, two, or three minute session is the equivalent of sitting in an ice bath for 40 minutes. So if you are an athlete that has a lot of inflammation, it's it's perfect for that. Yeah, and feel the thrill probably gets in there. Gets. What do you think his inflammation level is? Probably pretty great. I think his diet might uh, not be one of those TB12 diets. Well, that's the other thing. It also helps you burn calories. 600. So may- maybe he does it for that. Maybe. Wait, it burns 600 calories? Uh-huh. Count me in. Supposedly 600. Um, so your I- whole body is on alert. Like, <laughs> Yeah. For three minutes, it burns 600 calories. That seems like a lot. I, 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 that's I've be, never heard that number. Got to be fuzzy math. Um, it's it, varying degrees. It depends on your body type, et cetera. But fill the thrill. I mean, 
Imagine if he walked into TB12, into the Tom Brady health facility. <laughs> he wouldn't last a session. Like, Or uh, he'd completely dominate. No. Alarms would go off like when James Bond gets caught in the villain's lair. <laughs> I said this before. It's not like he looks out of shape for an athlete. He looks like if he worked at a GameStop, his manager would come over and be like, Hey, Phil. Do the track and field for a little bit. <laughs> Bring out the mat. Work some cardio in. Stop drinking Mountain Dew Code Red. Mike will be coming in with your uh, uh, sports here momentarily. Terry Bradshaw teeing off on Tomlin again. And so does Jerome Bettis. Mm. So the guns are out. And uh, speaking of cryo and freezing and the good that that does your body, join us for the 2018 Pittsburgh Polar Plunge, Saturday, February 24th, Heinz Field, and uh, very much looking forward to this. The uh, Plunge Festival runs from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It includes activities and games for the whole family. Check out specialolympicspa.org. I'll be the uh, MC for the afternoon. I can't remember how many years I've been doing this. Every one. Yeah. Right? Well, you've done a couple. Uh, you mean, yeah. you've, you both have jumped, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I jumped twice. It's uh, It's cold. But it is so much what's, fun. What's the comparison to the cryotherapy? Is it pretty close? I think it's a lot harder. If you've done that, you could easily do cryo. Cryo is not that bad. Cryo is like a little mind over matter for three minutes. This is much the same mind over matter, but yeah. it has a way different feel to it. Yes. It has a good feel. It's great. I guarantee you, if you go down, you'll you'll have the best time. The Pittsburgh Polar Plunge is uh, taking place once again February 24th. Join the SpecialOlympicsPA.org to sign your team up. DVE Sports. Mike uh, Pursuti here with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Great news regarding injured Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier. He is out of the hospital and ready to begin an outpatient therapy program. Shazier posting a picture yesterday on internet that uh, subsequently started bouncing around social media. He's standing next to Ben Roethlisberger. Unbelievable. Now, he does have his left arm around Roethlisberger's shoulder. Sure. And he's using his right arm to stabilize himself on something just just outside the right of the frame of the picture. And Roethlisberger has his hand around Shazier's waist. But uh, the smiles on the faces of those two guys really tells you all you need to know. Shazier posting a long thank you to everybody who has reached out with support and prayer and good wishes and encouragement. Uh, he said he's had a, quote, lot of first downs at UPMC, but being the defensive guy I am, my mind is on a three and out. I love how he keeps categorizing <laughs> his career in football terms. Uh, he uh, underwent spinal stabilization surgery in the wake of that horrific injury he suffered on December the 4th in Cincinnati. Continue praying for him, man. Yeah, just the the look on his face and the look on Ben's face is priceless. If you're having a bad day, dial that up, and you won't be having as bad a day as you thought you were having. Super Bowl 52 uh, coming up on Sunday in Minneapolis, and the Patriots will have tight end Rob Gronkowski. He has been cleared from the concussion protocol. He was a full participant in practice on Thursday, and Gronk has declared himself ready to roll. He's declared himself good. It's got, like, you know, it's the old joke. How, how, how do you know if he's out of the out of the fog? 
What's his baseline? What's four plus four, Gronk? Cream cheese. 69. Right. He's, re- he's ready to go. 69. There's no doubt that's his answer. That's his uh, answer to everything. Yeah. The Eagles uh, don't have a lot of Super Bowl experience, particularly relative to the Pats, but they are trying to leave no stone unturned. Head coach Doug Peterson on Wednesday had a 30-minute break in the middle of practice to try to familiarize his team with the extra-long halftime. And if you're wondering, uh, are the Patriots in the Eagles' head seemingly the way they're in everybody else's head? Uh, here's defensive back Corey Graham talking about the long halftime and what can happen. The, the players need to find ways to stay loose and stay warm and, and stay mentally engaged, but the coaches have extra time to make adjustments, more time than they normally would. Graham says, quote, did you see the Patriots last year? Do you think they made a lot of adjustments at halftime? When you play a guy like Belichick who's so smart making adjustments and things like that, if you give him an extra 20 minutes, you can imagine the adjustments he'll make. So they're preparing for them or they're worried about them? One of the two. Both. You have to do everything right on the other side. You know, a look at that second half of the Jacksonville game when they they were, you know, Snapping the ball with a ton of time left on, on the play clock. A lot. You have to, like, milk every little part of it. You have to think of everything. you got to play them, not the way you play. Glean mm-hmm. every advantage you can. You, you can't play the New England legacy, but you have to play the Patriots, not the way you do it against everybody else, because they demand more from you. And uh, we'll see if... I, and that's we'll, how they beat you with teams that aren't as good, talent-wise. Yeah. They are coached better. Or it could be their talents underrated, too. Possible. By the whole league. I mean, 18 un- undrafted guys. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Brady's pretty good. Gronk's pretty good. They got a few guys that uh, are pretty good. But, yeah, they, they definitely uh, don't beat themselves. Uh, I'm going to call it 30-27 New England. I think it's going to be a hell of a game, but I think Philadelphia's going to have one of those moments either early or late something that they do that you just can't do against New England. Either because that's what happens against New England or because of the Super Bowl and the, the pressure and, and dealing with all that. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, though. Really looking forward to it. I didn't like the matchup when it became a reality, but the, the more I've thought about it, the, the more I'm really starting to appreciate it and look forward to it. For what that's worth. Penn's uh, hosting the Caps tonight, 7 o'clock on your Penn's flagship, 105.9 The X. Uh, you know what that means. And uh, Riley Sheehan, who's relatively new to the Penguins, uh, knows what that means as well. He has played in a Penn's Caps game before, and he knows what to expect tonight. Yeah, one. Definitely some rivalry there. and It's a fun game to play in, so definitely it'll be a playoff atmosphere. And it'll be a huge game for us. Just the rivalry, knowing the history. And, um, I think just aside from the Crosby Ovechkin thing, obviously that, that brings some uh, intensity to the game. I think just uh, I think the successful things they've had in the past and, and the expectations that they have are huge. So um, I think it just brings that, that extra intensity and uh, definitely makes it a playoff type game. Playoff type game. Boy, it's going to be fun to watch that too. Nice to roll into the weekend. Uh, the Pens and Caps have split their first two meetings this season, but uh, this one occurs in Pittsburgh and this one occurs in January. 
And this one occurs at a time when Carl Hagelin maintains the Penguins have started to find their stride after an uncharacteristically slow start. I don't know what, what the reasoning was behind that, but uh, guys start, start to find their game more and more now. There's still, there's still improvements to be made, but uh, at least guys are moving the right direction, and we're, we just look like, look like a faster team, especially this time of year. This is when you, know, you, want, you want your players to show up. You know, uh, after Christmas, the points mean that much more. And, uh, I think our, our team pride ourselves in being a, uh, a good team after Christmas because that's when, when it matters the most. It's worked that way the last two years. After the All-Star break in 16-17, the Penguins went 28-6. and That tied for the best post-All-Star break record in the NHL. Last season, they went 24-9-1. and That was the second best record in the NHL after the All-Star break. Caps checking in at 30-15-5 this time for 65 points. Penguins are second in the Metropolitan Division at 28-21-3 for 59 points. Uh, Steelers have signed uh, punter Jordan Berry to uh, a one-year extension. He was scheduled to become an unrestricted, excuse me, a restricted free agent. And in college hoops last night, uh, Mount St. Mary's beat Robert Morris 67-42. Colonials fall to 13-11 overall and 7-4 and in the Northeast Conference. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, buddy. Tons of... Uh... Super Bowl stats coming out. We'll get to to get you ready because I think people are still trying to call as much information together as they can to form their bet. Yeah, you can do that, but it's that that X factor of you know a team screwing up something against the Patriots <laughs> that makes it really hard to quantify. Yeah. Also, Terry Bradshaw goes off on Tomlin again. So does Bettis. We'll have some sound uh, of what went down there and. Uh, Fox News rationalizes why there can't be a P-tape. This is important. I hadn't thought of this stuff before. We'll, we'll play for you their rationale why there must not be a P-tape. Val has news at the top of the hour. I'm going to tell you what you should stay away from at that Super Bowl party. Uh, okay. Good deal. You thousand bucks under. in work. <laughs> DVE. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, the Super Bowl this Sunday, and the Steelers are not in it. Why? Because Mike Tomlin is a terrible coach. I'm sick and tired of his grandstanding, running out on the field. <laughs> Whoa, Terry. Terry went off again in some kind of strange, like all-too-comfortable interview he was doing with somebody from USA Today. There's a girl there who's doing sort of like more lifestyle-y kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of like one of those uh, lighter side of sports mm-hmm. approaches. Uh, and they've been doing these little uh, video pieces. She did a thing. I don't forgive me. I don't know the name of the woman. Do you know the name of this uh, woman, Joe? Okay. Uh, she went out and uh, uh, like was screwing with the players one day, and so she's like, "So how are you gonna uh, deal with the fact that they can't close the roof and it's gonna be cold?" You know what I mean? She's doing that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, then she stumbles on Bradshaw, and he starts going off again on Tomlin. It's like it's Brady and Belichick, they're the A team, and then Tomlin and Ben. Ben's more A than I think Tomlin is. So Thank you for saying that. I think Yeah. I was hoping that well, you, you gotta, could give me some info on that. Yeah, I'm you gotta be careful when you're a Steeler. It's true. Because you get That's a hard balance. Get, yeah, you know? Steeler fans probably come after you. Oh, they, they do. They do. They do. I said Tomlin was the cheerleader last year. I remember that. He got my ass. You said that to Colin Cowherd, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, man, that thing went viral. Yeah, I guess got handed to me, but then they said, do you wish you'd... (laughs) Wait, what are you going to do? 
okay. I know the game. I wasn't No, you know what? It's the chest bumping and the high fiving and the walking out on the field when they're returning a kickoff. You know, come on. It's I, a lot. I have a hard time with some of that stuff, but you know, I ha I've had to adjust. I'm 69. So so you're I've seeing the doing, snap faces I, and the I'm, selfies and Antonio oh, Brown yeah. doing Facebook lives in the locker room. Things All of these things I've had to jump. I had to adjust myself to, you know, I had to get used to that way, uh, and I and I have. And so when I say, well, you know, do you think Tomlin's a great coach? Must be. Must they be. win every year. Must be. I, I know one thing. They do a great job of drafting people there, and I don't I think do. that's Mike, but he is a, he is a good coach. I don't think that's coach. Mike. I'm just, no, I didn't say that. I said, but I, I, you did just say that. I did not say that. Do not come after me, Pittsburgh. Oh I love you. I love the Steelers. If you're listening really closely, the amount of subtle shade being put right. right now. Can we get off that subject? Okay. The not-so-subtle oh, shade. <laughs> She's not in any danger of being hired away by ESPN. Um, but Bradshaw, again, you know, the fist bumping, the chest bumping, and the running out on the field and the rap music. It, I mean, it, you know, you should be able to criticize... Sagging their pants. <laughs> you should be able to criticize the coach without being accused of being, you know, having a racist uh, angle to it. You know, just because he's black doesn't mean if you criticize him, you're racist. But why? For some reason, when Terry says it, it in that Louisiana accent, it just comes out sounding like a little bit too Buford T. Justice. Yeah, <laughs> hey, sagging the pants, <laughs> dancing around. And it's a prickly pair to, to criticize a black coach in a southern <laughs> no, accent. No, there, yeah. No there, doubt. It's a tricky uh, uh, landscape there. Slippery slope. Because you just don't know what's right around the corner. <laughs> right. Like, uh-oh. Is there a bomb around the corner? <laughs> like, he's going, he didn't have the team ready, and he's always chest bumping. And you're like, and? And, you know, he, he, just, he didn't have the right offense ready. And he the, wears all the clothes all baggy. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Terry. Foo-boo! Terry, Terry. <laughs> he doesn't wear foo-boo. He's wearing the foo-boo for With the gold a... chains all tucked <laughs> out. <laughs> Terry. No, no, I don't think he's being Look, racist I mean, I at think, all. I, I just think, think the accent makes it sound that way. <laughs> the criti You know, a lot of the criticism that Tomlin's getting this offseason is valid. No doubt about it. I don't think he's necessarily 100% wrong about some of his criticism. In fact, Jerome Bettis did an interview on Sirius yesterday, and Jerome Bettis said the same thing. It's a, it's a lot on the players uh, because obviously they went out there and didn't play well, but it's an awful lot on the coaching staff Absolutely. as well. Coach Tomlin, he didn't have them prepared, didn't have them ready, had them looking past this football game, and you just can't do that in the NFL when you're playing in the playoffs. Each team in that playoff deserves to be there, and they didn't give the proper amount of respect. And I don't think they were prepared enough for that football game. When you make those bad decisions because you, you weren't, you know, in that situation they didn't play good situational football and i think when you get in the playoffs that's why the patriots have been the dominant team in this this era because they have played situational football the best 
and then all of a sudden, Terry Bradshaw broke out uh, like the Kool-Aid man through the back of the partition. <laughs> Plus the FUBU and the gold chains. And all and the, the dancing <laughs> that nobody understands. Teach me how to Dougie. I don't want to. <laughs> Terry? Terry, we're not talking about that, man. What's wrong with you? Now, I'm going to get in trouble. It happens every time. I mean, a lot of a lot of fans hear that what Bettis just said and say feel vindicated how because how how many times have we heard that same exact refrain, undisciplined, unprepared? I don't think Mike Tomlin chest bumping is the problem. I think the I think unprepared, and I don't know. Do you say they look past the Jaguars when in the you know look they how many wins did they have in a row going into the Patriots game at the end of the year eight, you know. Yeah. They won a lot of games. They were able to concentrate and win. Maybe the Jaguars were better than the Steelers or matched up, you know, uh better with against the Steelers than any other team. However you want to say it, maybe we need to give a little credit to the Jags. Well, Don't forget I, they should have had the Patriots beat in New England. I I think that, you know, all the sound that Mike played leading up to that Jacksonville game and after the first Jacksonville game, they they just were not collectively in the right mind state. They explained away that first ass kicking. You, you know, they didn't yeah. give that team the proper respect. They should have been the ones coming into that game, that playoff game, looking for revenge. Instead, somehow Jacksonville came up here with an edge. Like, oh, they they didn't they thought that was a fluke last time. Yeah. Let's go. They thought that was a letdown game. Oh, if those three plays didn't happen, they only had 110 yards rushing, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, well, m- more Super Bowl talk for you coming up a little bit later on this morning as we get set for the big game that we're not in. Val has news next. What do you got, I Val? like the Patriots. You see that Belichick and the Brady, and they got their pants all nice up around their <laughs> belly button area, shirts tucked in, good credit. Meanwhile, I mean, Tomlin, good credit. <laughs> Wait, Terry, all NFL players They're always have good on credit. time. Uh, what Terry, you, you're so racist right what, now. What do you have next, Val? I'm going to tell you what you should stay away from at the Super Bowl party this Never Sunday. talks during movies. <laughs> I like when you like we read about like older people who are like sexting, uh, like politicians who get caught and stuff mm-hmm. and they're it's always like some weird Shakespeare porn like they're trying to be poetic at the same time like I yearn for the smell <laughs> of your loins <laughs> your scent drives me wild because <laughs> I think Mark Sanford had a bunch of those then the governor of Alabama had them and they're never like really dirty but yeah. it's just kind of funny. Oh, to, yeah. To them, they're like, that's getting there. them really hot. To them, it's dirty. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, the younger kids are literally like D-picks and like, yeah. you know, five hole. And- Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. I tell you, I think I came up with my uh, Halloween costume for next year. I'm going to be Phil Kessel in a cryotherapy machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Fantastic. Very easy to do, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just get, get fatter be- than I already am. Get one of those... Uh, Skull caps, <laughs> so you can push your actual hairline back about two feet. His hair is is special. There's no doubt. He uh, goes, "How's my hairline looking?" 
Did he say that in the <laughs> yeah. thing? Oh, my God. I had it on no sound uh, watching it over and over and just laughing. Well, Malkin is just laughing. <laughs> like, Gino's just just filming him and cracking up. Like, they think Phil is hysterical. How could you not? Gino's your number one star in the NHL in the month of January. And, He's been in fuego. Uh, he has just been absolutely silly. Here is Ole Mata. Getting the puck to Schultz. And he throws the puck into the zone. They lost the puck and they lose it. It's not in the Penguins scored as Malkin delivers. The Sharks, Martin Jones, played the puck with a near corner, but right to a Penguin who gave it the puck put in front. And Malkin finishes its 3-2 pass. Oh, book him, Dano. Book him, Dano. He ends up with three that night, and uh, he is your number one star for the month of January. They kick off February with a game hosting the Caps at home tonight. The two Russians unite here in Pittsburgh. Yes. Oh, well, not unite. They go at it. At head it. to head. Head to head. Battle. Ovechkin. Malkin. How uh, come it's never felt like that? It's never, ever. That's never been the matchup. It's always Sid versus Ovi. You know, and it's not Malkin versus Ovechkin because uh, Malkin is always sort of, I don't know, not turtled. Ovi but, gets Gino off his game a little. Yeah, he does. He, he, he kind of taunts him he, a he little. He like defers to him for some reason. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's, he's like the, the movie villain who's always bullying somebody. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, Gino gets the comeuppance. Look, the, I mean, the fact is, is we are the Patriots to the Capitol Steelers. <laughs> we are. Kinda. Like, enjoy this tonight as they come into town. Uh, that's going to be a, an awesome game to watch. I'm looking forward to that. And it'll take my mind off of the Super Bowl, but more on the Super Bowl. Also, uh, two Hall of Famers criticizing Mike Tomlin once again. Tom Brady catching flack for making out with his son. And uh, <laughs> the rationale for why there cannot be a presidential P-tape. Uh, all that and more coming up. Plus uh, comedian Michael Blackman. Blackson, I'm sorry, coming in. And uh, DJ Gallo going to be joining us from Yahoo Sports, Sports Pickle. That'll be 845. Val's got news right now. What's going on? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 11. It's 14 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. Dozens of women who say Larry Nasser sexually assaulted them will make statements in court today when sentencing continues. Now, that's for the former MSU and USA Gymnastics team doctor. Nasser is being sentenced on three charges in Eaton County, where 65 women are scheduled to speak. Nasser was sentenced last week to as much as 175 years in prison on charges in Ingham County, Michigan. A Pittsburgh bartender wants to celebrate his 90th birthday today by serving 90 drinks. Friends of George Martin are celebrating his birthday tonight at the Allegheny Elks Lodge on Cedar Avenue from 6 to 11 p.m. Martin says he wants to serve a drink for each year he's lived. The lodge will be open to the public tonight to help him celebrate his goal. Martin tells the Post-Gazette he really wants to be around to celebrate 100 the very same way. One of the finest establishments in all of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Cool place. I'll definitely stop by and have a drink with him tonight. Yeah. A new list compiled by financial news site 24-7 Wall Street gives a rundown of the most hated companies in America. It's based on surveys, employee reviews, and big news events related to the brand. Coming in at number one as the most hated company in America is consumer credit reporting agency Equifax. That is due to the (laughs) big data breach last summer that put more than 145 million Americans at risk for identity theft. Even worse, the company 
company kept the information to themselves for a month before they let the public know. The rest of the top ten includes Fox Entertainment Group. The NFL is at number three. Wow. Most hated company in America. University of Phoenix after that. Electronic Arts, Foxconn Technology Group, Sprint, Vice Media, Spirit Airlines, and Cigna is at number 10. Wait, University of Phoenix? Like, people just hate an online school? Yes. <laughs> just because? Not sure why. I don't go there, but God, it sounds stupid. <laughs> If you are going to a Super Bowl party or some sports bar this weekend, here's a tip. Avoid the chip bowl. Whether it's chips or nuts or pretzels or whatever, if it's in a big bowl, everybody Petri reaches dish for into, germs. stay away from it. Unless you want to risk getting sick, researchers at Cornell University were actually able to trace an increase in the flu virus in cities that have a team playing in the Super Bowl. That's because a city with a team in the Super Bowl has... More Super Bowl parties, and more parties means more people being in close contact and uh, eating out of the same bowl. Pretty close. So the bottom line is that you have no idea who has good hygiene and who doesn't when you're all handling the same food. Yeah, I don't Bring know. Bring a big bottle of Purell and slap it down right next to the chip bowl. Or give everybody surgical gloves when they come in. Which <laughs> or is, bring your own chips. I wouldn't mind the surgical gloves just for, you know... Like, going from dip to dip, just for the mess factor. Sure. Going deep into the guac and not feeling bad about it. not having Handling ribs? Yeah, all of that. Well, Wings. That'd be nice. An elderly British man clearly misunderstood the old advice to take the bull by the horns after getting himself banned from every farm in England. That's a lot. Every farm in England for touching cows in a rather intimate way. Whoa. John Kernow was arrested twice last summer after farmers in his small rural town caught him sneaking into pastures to fondle the animals while also pleasuring himself in full view of passersby. The 80-year-old retiree was unable to make a quick getaway from police because he's 80. Uh, and he ended up behind bars on both occasions, but he was released due to his age and the relative harmlessness of his crime. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. Ethel, do the... Did the cows seem to be sounding a bit different this morning? <laughs> yes, they seem to be saying, no. Oh, man. It's a lot of no, isn't it? 80. 80. I mean, you have to wonder if that guy spent his you know, whole life 67 years fighting, fondling cows, or if he waited till he was 80 and he was like, you know what? I probably don't have that much longer. He fought his urges long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to do this a long time. Guy always wore leather. Aerosmith Hung out man, at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler is the star of a Kia car ad slated to air during Sunday's Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. In the commercial for the 2018 Kia Stinger GT, Tyler is seen leaving a makeup trailer while Dream On plays. He gets behind the wheel, then goes in reverse. So time goes backwards, and he gets out as a, his 20-something self, self surrounded by groupies. Not a bad one. I saw it, so... 
Uh, and women in music are asking the president of the Grammys to step down. A drafted letter signed by 21 high-ranking women in the industry has called on Recording Academy President Neil Portnow to remove himself from his position if major changes aren't made. The group wants voting demographics to be published and more women, LGBT community members, and people of color to be added, among other things. The letter comes after Portnow said in an interview with Variety after Sunday's awards that women need to step up if they want to be in the industry. He has since apologized, saying his words were taken out of context and do not represent his beliefs or the point he was trying to make. The Recording Academy did announce yesterday it is forming, quote, an independent task force to review every aspect of what we do as an organization and identify where we can do more to overcome the explicit barriers and unconscious biases that impede female advancement in the music community, end quote. Windy, snowy, another cold day today, just 20 for the high, and wind chills around zero all day. It is 14 degrees at DVE. So, yeah, it is the DVE morning show, the Super Bowl, of course, this weekend, and um, a lot of – there's this weird thing going on with Tom Brady. Uh, he, he's an odd guy, you know. I mean, TB12, uh, his uh, workout regimen, his diet, um, you know, I can't argue with the results, but no, there's a new – Facebook video series, Time, Tom Against Time. And uh, yeah, in Tom it, versus Time. There's four segments, right? Now, in four it, episodes, yeah. Tom Brady is laying on a massage table in one scene, and his son asks if he can check his fantasy stats or something like that. And he is, you know, says to his kid, you know, come give him a kiss. And the kid, like, pecks him on the cheek, and he's like, hey, that's not good enough. And then the kid comes back and then, like, really plants one on him, like, uh, in a on the lips, yeah, on the lips, while he's shirtless, laying on a table. Now I don't have it. It, it looks a little strange. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not alarmed. There's no bells going off or anything like that. But uh, this New York TV station went to the streets and interviewed people and asked them what they thought about the Tom versus Time segment uh, where his son and, and he uh, kissed on the lips. Check his fantasy football standings. I was wondering if I could check my fantasy team. What do I get? <laughs> there you know, Jack. Everything comes at a cost, bud. That was like a peck. The second kiss shared by father and son prompted tweets from viewers using words like very disturbing and uncomfortably long. So we asked New Yorkers what they thought. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> at a certain age, it's like, okay, you can kiss him on the cheek, you can give him a hug, you know, but... Not in the mouth and not for that long. Too long. Too long. Like romantic. <laughs> long. <laughs> so that makes it weird? Yeah. I kissed my son on my lips. I have since day one. You know, I would have no problem with my son kissing me like that. Lifestyle and parenting expert Liz Stern says she doesn't see anything wrong. If you kiss your kids too much, it's the wrong thing. If you kiss your kids too little, it's the wrong thing. If you hug too much, it's the wrong thing. Or you know, I think people need to back off and just stop parent shaming. Other people we spoke to, no one questioned Tom Brady's intentions toward his child, but they did seem to question the message he's sending with his actions. I don't think affection should ever be tied in with a favor. Carolyn Meyer Wartell says, oh, is okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. No parenting uh, strategy here. I, I don't want to hear that. But uh, it looked a little strange. But I, mean, I would say uh, yeah. it was uncomfortably long. Yeah, at, at 11, yes. 
I mean, it's a know. good if four count. This is the male version of the um, nursing your kid that can walk up to the teat. <laughs> Did your dad kiss you on the lips? Never. Yeah, mm-hmm. my dad when I was a little little kid, I think, and I yeah. like I remember feeling like that's weird, you know, like your mustache, you know, moms do that, whatever. I don't know, like With it their just, mustaches. Yeah, my 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 aunt's mustache. <laughs> if it if he, it was a little little kid and he was like, you know, being cute or something, you know, but an eleven year old. Here's the problem: he's laying on his back. He doesn't have a shirt on. And his kid comes up. Optically, it looks not. It, it just it looks strange. I, there's. It's just how they do it. Someone pointed out that uh, you know his wife is uh, Brazilian, mm-hmm. and that they're that, very affectionate. Yeah, in their culture, they're very affectionate. Here's but, the problem with that: he's not from their marriage, right? That kid. Oh, is that kid is from Bridget, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, is it Moynihan. Yeah, Moynihan. Moynihan, who is yeah. also a knockout. Gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I mean. So that, he has custody of that kid? Bridget Moynihan doesn't I, have custody I'm of that I'm not kid? sure. I mean, he's in this video. He's not in the whole series. Throughout the series, you see that the majority of the time, he is, he is on the massage table because a big tenant of TB12 is pliability. Right. And pliability is basically like this aggressive uh, softening and uh, of the muscles and tissues, and he's being massaged before and after every single workout that he does. Right. And just seeing that documentary, I mean, Tom Brady is from another planet, and maybe that planet, it's cool to kiss your dad on the lips for five <laughs> seconds. We don't know. What if you walk into TB12 and his trainer just makes out with him as soon yeah. as you walk in there? Hey, hey, whatever. Look, Tom and his family are like the Vogelchucks on, or the Vogelchucks on SNL. Remember that family that used to just kiss each other incessantly? Uh, I don't they just make out like, yeah, there are some families are overly affectionate. Some cultures more so. I, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's funny that people were reacting to it the way they were. That's a romantic kiss. <laughs> it's like long, like romantic long. I don't know about all that. I certainly don't have any suspicions about it. No. But it's just like, dude. It's a little a little strange looking. Uh, he, Tom Brady doesn't care. Doesn't care what you think. He's going Not for, at uh, all. He's going for a big one this Sunday uh, once again. Dude, By the, the way. The stuff he does to prepare, it's... It's over for everyone. No quarterback has ever led the league in passing and went on to win the Super Bowl. Brady could do that here. And he and Belichick add their ages together. They're combined 105 years old. Belichick 65. Brady is 40. They will be the oldest starting quarterback head coach combo in Super Bowl history. He's the oldest non-kicker in the league. It's uh, and, he's, and he says, and it looks like it, he's faster than than he was when he was 18 because of the way he's training now. Uh, I mean, I'm starting to think I'm falling apart over here. And uh, maybe you got to go to TB12. You got you to fly up and go to the TB12 Sports Center. There's like a sports complex. What's Phil Kessel's? PK, PK81. What do we do there? Uh, Twinkies. <laughs> Play poker. <laughs> you just walk in. Guys are playing video games. Hey, eating donuts. <laughs> What's up? You know how I love Steppenwolf. TV morning show. Sports coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, and uh, 
Penn's back at it tonight. Terry Bradshaw, Jerome Bettis, both teeing off on Coach Tomlin during Super Bowl Media Week. We'll uh, talk a little bit about that. You know, the Tom Brady kiss thing, it's because he calls him back. If there was one kiss and it lasted a little long, it's that he kisses his dad and he's like, hey, that was just a peck. And by the way, didn't seem like a peck. And then it seemed like totally adequate. And then he goes back and then like lays a smacker on his dad and then the kid wipes his mouth off afterwards like he's grossed out by it. Well, then the other thing is that Tom's like, well, what do I get for it? So he must do this all the time because he keeps like, he goes over and kisses him on the cheek. Got yeah. a tongue kiss, Dad, to get my <laughs> fantasy league unlocked. Oh well, TB twelve. Uh, that's one of the tenants. That's one of the uh, the disciplines. Yeah. Twenty eighteen Pittsburgh Polar Plunge on the way Saturday, February twenty fourth at Heinz Field. The uh, Plunge Festival runs from nine a.m. to two p.m. and includes activities and games for the whole family. Check out specialolympicspa.org for more info. Join me and the crew down there. That is like one of my favorite days of the year. It, today would be a perfect day. Wind chill seven oh minus seven God, degrees right kidding? now, and it's uh, only twelve degrees outside. This would be a perfect plunge day. No thanks. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think I'm just going to give you a supportive. Are you? Are you a ju- supportive check? Are you? Um, <laughs> are you going to be able to plunge? I, I won't be able to this year, unfortunately. But um, me either. <laughs> well, you have to I have. Think I have, I have surgery. They I recommend. Have, yeah, they recommend you have two working arms. I have a gig that I have to book. And so <laughs> Mike's got your sports when we come back. Uh, once again, log on to specialolympicspa.org. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Big game for the Pens tonight, and a huge game, of course, Sunday. Yeah, and the Steelers aren't playing in Super Bowl 52, but Ryan Shazier is out of the hospital, and that's the biggest win Steeler Nation could have hoped for. Still got a road of recovery ahead of him, but Ryan Shazier posting on Instagram yesterday a photo standing uh, in UPMC, presumably on his way out, arm around Ben Roethlisberger and supporting himself on a piece of furniture on the other side, but standing nonetheless. And... uh, Ryan Chazier and Ben Roethlisberger, ear-to-ear grins and just uh, a look of appreciation and hope on both of their faces. It's great news for Ryan Chazier, who now begins an outpatient therapy program. He still looks incredibly fit for being pretty much on his back for the last eight weeks. I know he can't be eating super healthy. Yeah, he talked about... uh, the first the uh, first downs he's made at UPMC, but he said there's a defensive guy in his post on Instagram. He's looking for that three and out. I guess that would that's his uh, metaphor for yeah. full recovery. He's got a battle ahead of him. There's no doubt about it. But this is a great first step. I yeah. saw. I mean, all the way around, Mike. His story has has inspired people nationally. Last night, NFL Network, almost every show, all the former players. We're, you know, continuing to think about him, keep them in their thoughts. I mean, this isn't, you know, like like Cam was saying, don't forget about this guy. No. Just and because the season's over, and they won't. They won't. Well, the other thing about it was there were a lot of, of takes that this was something that, you know, the NFL somehow figured out a way for people to not talk about this injury. And it was, all, it was immediately a feel-good story. Instead of highlighting the fact that, you know, it was the violence in the game that caused it. But it was a freak injury. This was not like, 
a play they are trying to take out of the game. No. You know, it, he just other lowered than, his head. Other than him leading with his he head. He lowered his which, head, which yeah. Which he had a habit of doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. Are you supposed to announce every day? He's still paralyzed. I mean, they were trying to focus. Uh, the family was keeping everything very close to right. the best. That's absolutely is their right. Yeah, I just don't think that there was some sort of concentrated effort by the no. NFL to try and put a positive spin on this. Yeah. I, I think it just is what it is. Everyone wants to see the positive. I do think initially a lot of Steeler fans had uh, didn't have a grasp of the severity of it. And a lot of people thought, oh, he moved his toes. He's going to be fine. Count uh, me in that group. I was naive enough to think that he was going to well, be totally fine. I think a lot of people did, and, and wishful thinking plays into that. But the, this is uh, yesterday, that picture you know, spoke a thousand words. And best of luck to Ryan Chazier. A, a literal and figurative big first step for him there. There you go. Well put. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday, and it's the Patriots against the Eagles. The Patriots won last year. The Patriots have won five of these things. But... They are going to be a highly motivated team to win another one on Sunday. That, according to Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio. He joined us here on the morning show back on January the 22nd, and I really enjoyed his take on how Sunday's game is between the Patriots and the Eagles, but it's also between the Patriots and the Stillers. Let me tell you, the Patriots will never admit this, but I am very confident that they are obsessed with catching the Steelers at 6 and passing the Steelers with seven, especially if they can say we did it all with the same head coach and the same quarterback. And again, they don't they don't share those desires publicly, but privately they are very, very motivated by that. And the other thing they could be is the first franchise to ever win three in a row if they can pull it off in two weeks. And, and, and who's not going to have them penciled in for at least an AFC championship game appearance? They've been there seven straight years. So, you know, look for the Patriots to come back again next year, barring uh, something unforeseen like a, a hand that gets ripped open by a helmet in an accident in practice. And even then, it wasn't enough to knock the Patriots off of their game. I think that rivalry exists. I take him at his word there when he says behind the scenes, the Patriots are highly motivated to catch the Steelers. I know the Steelers are highly motivated to stay ahead of the Patriots. I know that. But I have to chuckle with both franchises a little bit because uh, – <laughs> they they got a long way to go to catch Green Bay's 13 NFL championships. They got a long way to go to catch the Chicago Bears' nine NFL championships and the New York Football Giants' eight NFL championships. They both like to start counting in the Super Bowl era because that's when they both got good. Hey, you whatever know? happened before the Super Bowl era yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, Mike. Vince Lombardi doesn't count, right? Nope. He just won two Super Bowls. All those championships before. Ah, that was before. Neither one of them is the greatest franchise in NFL history. No matter what. But they can believe what they want to believe and be motivated by what they want to be motivated by. But that's how it goes. Isn't that how it always goes? Aren't the championships that the Canadians won back in the day sort of diminished because of the fact that there were only... According to everybody else, (laughs) not according to the Canadians. Right. I mean, is anybody going to win as many championships as the Canadians? Yeah, I think the Pens are going to win about 22 more in a row. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Doing PK-81. That's our workout regimen. Yeah. Uh, they've got the Capitals tonight speaking to the Penguins, 7 o'clock at the PPG Paints Arena and on your Pens flagship, 105.9 The X. Uh, Alex Ovechkin against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, another Pens-Caps collision. They've played twice this year. The Pens won 3-2 back on October the 11th. The Caps won 4-1 to back on November the 10th. Uh, this third meeting is highly anticipated, 
particularly for the Penguins, who went 9-3 and three in January and look like they've got their feet back under them. But uh, Captain Sidney Crosby knows that uh, while 9-3 and three in January is potentially revealing, so too is tonight's game against the Caps, who will present a different type of challenge than the Pens have been facing. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, we've done a lot of good things, and you know we're going to be challenged, especially tomorrow night, um, just with the intensity too. You know, when, you know when the the game intensity, the emotion, and everything kind of escalates, and a little more is on the line. You want to be able to raise your your level as a team too. Good teams are able to do that, so um, it'll be important for us to do that tomorrow night. Yeah, be a little uh, nasty out there tonight, I would suspect, huh? Get it. Be some guys finishing some checks. And, oh, by the way, you might see Ryan Reeves again. He hasn't played the last three games, but uh, Connor Sherry. Sherry, you said. Lower body injury. Week to week, according to Mike Sullivan. Not With that LBI. Yeah. So there might be a spot. Uh, there will be a spot in the top 12 forwards. Uh, Ryan Reeves hasn't played the last three games, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Brian Rust up to the first line. Ryan Reeves into the fourth line. And uh, let Ryan Reeves run around and uh, see what kind of mayhem he can conjure up against Washington. Team that likes to play a physical, uh, heavy game. Put on the gloves or take them off. Maybe, maybe can he do both? Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be a fun game tonight, 7 o'clock on uh, Penn's flagship 105.9. The X. Robert Morris uh, loses in college hoops last night to Mount St. Mary's 67 42. Colonials fall to 13 and 11 overall, 7 and 4 in the Northeast Conference. We are one more sportscast closer to the Super Bowl. That we are. I'm getting very excited. You are. That you, makes one of us. Yeah, I just every year in this game, I, I, it's it's different to me. It's I, I put so much time into watching the football season. I got to find out how it ends. The Eagles wear green jerseys. Pats are going to wear white. It's a good sign for New England. Teams wearing white are 33 and 18 in the Super Bowl. 12 of the past 13 winners have worn white. That's why they'll win. Entering this game, Tom Brady has played in seven Super Bowls in his career, which is the same number as the entire Eagles roster combined. Remarkable. Eagles quarterback Nick Foles only started three games in the regular season because he wasn't in the lineup until Carson Wentz got injured. Only two quarterbacks have started in a Super Bowl after having fewer regular season starts that season. Doug Williams of the Skins, 87 team. What's it like to be a black quarterback in the Super Bowl? Wasn't, wasn't that no. the question? How long have you been a black How long have you been a black quarterback? That was it. My whole life. Uh, and uh, Jeff Hostetler, the Giants in 90. They won that one, too, yeah. didn't they? Both started only two games during that season. Both won. I forgot about Doug Williams. I thought he started that season for some reason. Timmy Smith in that game. That was his first NFL start. And he got, what, 230 yards rushing or something? Yeah. Went crazy. I was doing... I still remember this. Um, I wanted the Redskins to win. And I decided I was going to do a shot every time they scored a touchdown. I think they got five in the second quarter. I like something, that. Well, I can't. Ridiculous. I got to stick to what I said I'd do. <laughs> and uh, that Super Bowl party got out of hand. Nah, it sounds like it. Anyway, I was getting my stomach pumped. Since 2013, nine of the last ten number one seeds from each conference make it to the big game. Only exception was the Cowboys, who were number one in the NFC last year, but were booted from the playoffs by the Packers. The Falcons ended up representing the NFC in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, So no surprise, the Pats and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. The Patriots have played in seven Super Bowls under Belichick. Win or lose, they've never once scored in the first quarter. Wow. A lot of feeling the other team out. 
They are five and two. How about that? They don't score in the first quarter. Huh. Uh, should- that's that's where they uh, the other teams really kind of exhaust themselves. They come out and they try to beat the Patriots in the first quarter. Rope a dope them a bit. Go ahead. Should Nick Foles lead Philadelphia to a victory? He'd become the first quarterback to begin the season as a backup and then lead his team to a Lombardi Trophy since Tom Brady. Exactly, two thousand one. Good call. We, we remember that one all too well. And the Eagles, if they win, they'd be the fourth team in the NFL history to win the Super Bowl after having a losing record the previous season. They were seven and nine last year. The previous. Three were the 81 49ers, the 99 Rams, and 2001 Patriots. Boy, 81 49ers is confusing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For the yeah, first Super Bowl in 1967, a player on the winning team took home a $15,000 bonus. The losers got huh. 7500 each. <laughs> this year, a player on the winning team gets a $112,000 bonus. A player on the wow. losing team takes home fifty six grand. Wow. So, much different. It would work if you can get it. Yeah, no Wait, doubt. Wait, does Garoppolo get a ring? Or does he get he gets a, a bonus? Share. He gets he gets contractually paid. I think it's up to them. Is it a fraction whether, of the season he played he, for them? Is uh, it like- I, I believe they um in most cases they vote on it, but I think I read somewhere in his that that's in his contract. Like that he gets paid. Nice. If he got traded. I I shouldn't speculate on that until I actually nail it down, but what the hell? I think I think he's getting paid. Good Did deal. you hear about the ultimate troll job of all time? Which was? Robert Kraft on the Patriots Super Bowl rings. Oh, yeah. 283. 283 diamonds <laughs> to symbolize 28 to 3 Falcons yeah. in the third quarter. Arthur Blank is not, not happy. happy. Uh, Putin is going to love his copy of that ring. Hey, fellas, does the prospect of Patriots in the Super Bowl again depress you more than your cousin's incessant Facebook posts about her divorce? Rooting for a Philly team harder than climbing a lubed-up light post. Then call us. I'm Tim Kabaki. And I'm his stepbrother, Trolls. But you might know us better as... The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Swap, Swap Kings. Kings. Just because the Steelers didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year... Doesn't mean you can't spend this Sunday scarfing down buff chick dip. And watching the Steelers raise a Lombardi. With the Pittsburgh Super Bowl Swap Kings premium packages. She's one of six winning Steelers Super Bowl performances. To swap out and show it your Super Soiree this Sunday. Our audiovisual specialist, Cousin Dennis, will prepare your viewing experience tailored to your nostalgic needs. Complete with year appropriate commercials and cuisine. VCR or Betamax hardware. Rented separately as part of the Pittsburgh Super Swap package. Watch the 74 Stillers whip up on Fran Tarkenton's bikes while crushing fondue during a Jello commercial. To the sound of Kirk Gotti and Danny Dawn. Enjoy the 75 Steel Curtain collapsing on Stallbar. While chomping on Rumaki as Up What People does a wholesome halftime. No worrying about wardrobe malfunction in this routine. Oh, those were the days. Delight in Pat Summerall's call a Swanee 64 Grand Jeté for six. The 64-yard Grand Jeté. It's like a ballerina moves. Yeah. Yeah. Stalwarts Gallop in Pasadena. Willie's running daylight in Detroit. Big Ben's needle thread in Tampa. Relive the Steelers' glory. Enjoy the nostalgia of yesteryear. Instead of having to hope Brady and Belichick are held to five Lombardies. To the delight of a fan base that punches police horses. When they ain't sucker punching each other. 
So it's super Sunday. Why not live in the past and smile instead of watching the reality of the day and spending the whole day trying not to upchuck in your mind. The Pittsburgh yeah. Super Bowl Swap Kings. Yes, guys, will love us. What's up? Uh, what are we going to talk? Well, the, the stupid groundhog saw a shadow. I don't understand that. Stupid groundhog. Where, how did somebody? Six more weeks of winter. How did somebody figure out if a groundhog sees his shadow? There's six more months of winter. Like the the scientific. <laughs> six months. Oh my god. Or six weeks. Yeah. Right? Like, how do they know that? Because it's, it's like, all made up. You know, throwing salt over your shoulder. It's just some stupid superstition tradition. Superstition. Yeah. So very there's no angry. actual. I'm very angry at the groundhog right now. <laughs> because you don't want six more weeks of this. Well, I'm just. Uh, Mike had a great point. It. How can you see your shadow? There's the sun isn't out. What? Uh, maybe they flash a light. By the way, the guy, uh, the the. How top, do they know if he saw a shadow? One of the top hat guys, one of the elders, or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. He said, "Dilly dilly." He did the dilly dilly thing. I mean, I love Bud Light. Love it. I had enough dilly dilly. Had enough. I, honest to God, don't even understand it. I don't get it I, at all. Yeah, where did it come nope. from? Nope. I don't understand how it started or how the ad guy convinced them we need to do this, like, uh, you know, uh, middle age, medieval type of uh, thing. Uh, and uh, they're all uh, trying to appease the king, and they say dilly dilly. I don't know how that was like dilly dilly. Yeah. Maybe somebody likes dilly bars. And I wonder if Ben, when he audibled on that Thursday night game, or was it a Sunday night game, when the sky cam was on and they heard him say dilly dilly, I feel like that was the start of it. The start of everybody just going crazy with it. Or maybe mm-hmm. I was behind the the, uh, the trend a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Dilly dilly makes absolutely no sense to me, though. <laughs> but the guy held up the groundhog and said dilly dilly yeah. today. Yeah, and it's six more weeks of winter. Yeah. As if six more weeks. It was going to be anything different. Um, got a chance at a thousand bucks in workforce cash when we come back. Also, comedian Michael Blackson is going to be in studio. This guy sold out uh, tomorrow's shows. There are tickets available for tonight. They added a third show tomorrow, Bill. They never do that. I've I don't remember them. Maybe one time for Burp, yeah. but like. 7 p.m. sold out. 9.30 sold out. They just added an 11.45 show. Late late show. Wow. And he's got a big beef with uh, his <laughs> former buddy, Kevin Hart. I was just thinking, I don't remember the last time I was awake till 11.45. <laughs> just starting to party then, Val. Just starting to party. All right, uh, that's on the way for you. DV. And then all of a sudden... Terry Bradshaw broke out uh, like the Kool-Aid man through the back of the partition. Plus the FUBU and the gold chain. And all the, the dancing <laughs> that nobody understands. Teach me how to Dougie. I don't want to. Terry? Terry, we're not talking about that, man. What's wrong with you? Now I'm going to get in trouble. It happens every time. Randy Bauman and the DVE yeah. Morning Show. Terry Bradshaw going after Coach Tomlin again yesterday in an interview with, I, I guess it was USA Today. I don't know, some weird sort of like light sports thing they're doing with like video mm. content from Radio Row. Radio it's Row. Like it's Brady and Belichick, they're the A team. And then Tomlin and Ben. Ben's more A than I think Tomlin is. So, Thank you for saying that. I think. Yeah. I was hoping that well, you, you gotta, give me some info on and that. Who yeah, is this I'm, girl? 
<laughs> She's so you annoying. Be careful when you're a Steeler. It's, it's Radio true, Row, man. It's a matter of You'll get yeah, you know, yeah. Steeler fans probably come after you. Oh, they, they do. They do. They do. I said Tomlin was a cheerleader last year. I remember that. And got my ass. You Can said I that to Colin Cowherd, didn't you? It. Yeah. Got oh, man. That thing hammer. went viral. Yeah. I guess that handed to me, but then they said, you wish you'd take Wait, what are you going to say? I know the game. I wasn't. No, you know what? It's the chest pumping and the high fiving and the walking out on the field when they're returning a kickoff. And the dancing and the foo boo and the <laughs> rap music. And... Wait, Terry. <laughs> just something about that southern accent criticizing Mike Tomlin. It just starts to feel like, okay, here comes the really racist Uh-oh. part. Somebody get that guy a happy pill. Terry Bradshaw? Yeah. I interviewed him in Detroit before the Super Bowl, and he he started crying. I mean, I was three feet away from him, because that's how the radio row you just packed in. And he sat down, and I remember John Saracino, from, who was then work, working for USA Today, who's now, in, now out in Las Vegas, was standing behind me. And I asked Bradshaw about bringing his daughters here to Monday night. Because remember when we honored him at Monday night at halftime and he walked out on f- the field with his daughters because he thought, well, they won't Here, boo my daughters. Fully expecting to, to get booed. And he got this huge ovation. And he just, I asked him about that and he just started crying. And he was like, I love Dan Rooney. <laughs> and I was like, dude, double the Paxil or back it down? I don't know. One of the two. The only thing I don't like about the Roonies is that rule that they came up with. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'm sick and tired of always having to really rule it. No, he has a he has a bizarre. No, I don't think anything fixation. he said was raised. I don't fixation think anything with the Steelers and Coach Tomlin. He hates and Tomlin. criticizing them, and he's also had this thread of melancholy to him. Don't forget when he was in the midst of winning four Super Bowls. He put out a song called I'm So Lonely. Yeah, I'm so lonesome I could cry. He, uh, By the way, I don't think he's being said anything racist. I just no. think it sounds like he's about to. <laughs> right <laughs> sounds on Sounds like the he's right on the verge of starting to say something super racist. <laughs> uh, because Bettis made the exact same comment, basically. It's a, it's a lot on the players uh, because obviously they went out there and didn't play well. But it's an awful lot on the coaching staff Absolutely. as well. Coach Tomlin, he didn't have them prepared, didn't have them ready, had them looking past this football game, and you just can't do that in the NFL when you're playing in the playoffs. Each team in that playoff deserved to be there, and they didn't give the proper amount of respect. And I don't think they were prepared enough for that football game. When you make those bad decisions because you, you weren't you know, in that situation, they didn't play good situational football. And I think when you get in the playoffs, that's why the Patriots have been the dominant team in this this era because they have played situational football the best. Yeah. I can't argue with it. And they mouth kiss their children. <laughs> I mean, you've got to give them the edge. Tom Brady uh, getting criticized for uh, making his son come back into the room and kiss him on the lips for an inordinately long period of time while he was getting a shirtless massage. Come on, three Mississippi, no, no. kid. <laughs> that was only two Mississippi. Get I'd, back over here. I just think it's different. That's all. Everything yeah. that guy does is different to great success. No, it's sort so. of like the – it really is like the male version of the nursing thing with the with the women putting out videos of nursing their children that are five, six, you know – 
13 years old. Um, <laughs> it's not my kid, so I really don't. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable to think about. I mean, me being 13 years old. If you made him kiss the guy giving him a massage after that, then it would be yeah. weird. Come on. Now, kiss Lenny. Kiss Alex. What do you got going on over there? Here's the Channel 11 <laughs> Severe Weather Center forecast it's brought to Lenny. us by Bridgeville Appliance. Aaron's, uh, the weirdest excuses last year included the time an employee claimed they swallowed a toothpick. Ugh, a guy know. said he couldn't come in because he broke his arm wrestling a female bodybuilder. Now, these were all real excuses, but they're very strange. Someone, quote, called in fat because their uniform didn't fit. Too fat to work. A that was Kessel. A, <laughs> a woman's dog swallowed her keys, and she said she had to wait for them to come out. Oh, well, yeah, you can't drive your car. Right, and uh, somebody called in sick in August because they were afraid to be outside during the solar eclipse. Which valid. There were a lot of warnings at the time. Yeah, so. valid. Windy, snowy, cold, 20 for the high today. Wind chills around zero tonight, uh, or all day today, rather. It's 12 degrees at DVE. Michael Blackson is at the Improv all weekend long, but the shows, I mean, this guy has sold a bunch of tickets. Michael, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Thank you very much. I'm doing very good. It's good to see you. You look warm. I yeah, you do. Goodness. We you have what? a badass, is that a real fur jacket? It's, it's a lamb. It's, it's partially still alive, actually. <laughs> scratching my back to keep me warm. <laughs> Michael Blackson uh, at the Improv. 412-462-5233 Improv.com for tickets. You added a third show tomorrow night. You sold out yeah. tomorrow so yeah, much. Tomorrow you sold out. Tonight, tonight is almost going on, so, so I added a third show tomorrow to give everybody a chance to come out and see me. So get your tickets before it's too late. I'm talking you are about everything and everybody. I don't care. I have no feelings. <laughs> I have no heart. I have nothing. I make fun of everything and everybody. Come and see Michael Blackson. Shut up right now. Let's go. Get your tickets. <laughs> oh, my coat will bite you. <laughs> so you've been in the United States for 30 years? Been 30 years. Yeah, I came when I was about 13 years old. Spent my first couple of years in Newark, New Jersey. Then I moved to wonderful Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah. now you, you you have a Philadelphia connection, the Super Bowl this Sunday. Yes, the Super Bowl this Sunday. I'm so excited. I'm going to the game. Are you? You First are. First time nice. going to a Super oh, Bowl nice. game. Yeah, I'm going to the game. My my nephew plays in the NFL. He's a, he's a cornerback for the Giants. Eli Apple, he went to Ohio State. That's your oh, nephew? Yeah. youngest sister's son, yeah. No kidding. Yes. Wow. He's awesome. Yeah, and I thought he was going to come here, but the Giants got him before he was able to get here. So, you know, he I, oh, I wish bought, we would have got him. He didn't want to go, so I bought his tickets from him. Oh, cool! And now I'm going to the game, so I'm excited. About yeah, because each NFL player gets a they pair get of tickets, two, but they have to pay. Still, they have to pay for it. What's so the face value on those? It's like twelve fifty a ticket. That's that's not bad considering not where bad. it was oh, yeah. seven eight years ago. It was a thousand. Yeah, it was a thousand. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it's like twelve fifty a ticket, and then um, so yeah, I say hey, I'll take those. You've never been to a Super Bowl. Never been to a Super Bowl. I went to I went to Jacksonville when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl back in two thousand four, but I didn't go to the game. We, I actually mm -hmm. went to another NFL player that was a friend of mine, but he chose to sell his tickets and we just party with the money instead. So. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what a lot of players end up doing. So Minnesota, man, you are going, I mean, for I a guy originally from Africa, it's for you to come tough. here, live in, first of all, growing up in Philadelphia, uh -huh. and now have to contend with minus eight degrees minus wind chill degrees, here right yeah. now, and need, you're going up there, and that's the actual temperature up there this week. I'm going to need two of these. <laughs> you know, and, uh, there's a couple of animals around me. So, <laughs> and I live in I live in Hollywood now, so it's pretty like, temp average temperature is like 70 degrees, so you know, I've been spoiled the last four years. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it'd be worth the win, as long as it win, man. Win that game, Philadelphia. What do you think is going to happen in Philly if they win? 
Uh, we're probably going to burn the city down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so There'll be no more Philly. <laughs> Win or lose, they're going to burn it down. Either way, <laughs> the city's getting burnt. Did you see the last game? They were uh, Chris going up the light post so that people couldn't climb up them? <laughs> no, I didn't even see that. I know they were beating up some of the Vikings family. Like, you yeah. guys won. Why are we beating them up? Oh, they were throwing full beers at them on the way into the stadium. Oh, my God. Now we have to go to their city. <laughs> right. You know, and I'm hearing rumors that, you know, the, Vi- the uh, Minnesota Uber driver is going to grab the Philly fans and take them to the wrong addresses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, to the wrong stadiums. And do so, I don't know. But Minnesota, excuse those few ignorant people that, that were mean to you. Philly fans, we're just passionate. We just want to win. Goodness. You guys punch police horses. I mean, <laughs> like. We throw rocks at Santa Claus. Yeah. We, just, we have no. Uh, so they used Crisco originally, like vegetable shortening mm-hmm. on the pole so yeah. people couldn't climb up them. And that didn't work. Now they're using gear oil, like motor oil. Motor oil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and motor oiling up all of the poles in Philadelphia. So I think if we win, it would just it would be a, it would be so great for the city. It'd be great for the country. I'm sure everybody's tired of seeing piss um at not, uh, New England keep winning every other year. Yeah. yeah. And then how they made that huge comeback sure. last year it was. I mean, after that comeback last year. I earned a lot of respect for Brady with that. That was incredible. Yeah. You know, but nobody wants to see this guy win. Yeah, again. but so many times people just choke it up to him. You know, it's I know we have to give him ultimately the credit for it, but like teams help them so much. They should have oh, lost the last two. They crapped their pants. Yeah, the, the, the Seattle game. So yeah. that they're throwing the ball at the one yard line. Yeah. So I don't know. Malcolm but. Butler interception. Well, let me ask you this. All right. Yes. So you came out of Philadelphia. Now yes. there's a lot of Philly comics that came out like in your class, like Big J. Uh, wasn't Keith Robinson a Philly guy Robinson, too? Yeah, Keith Kevin was like a few years before me. Kevin was like a few years after me. Uh, um, so are you ba- are you brawling with Kevin Hart right now? Are you yeah, how you know about feud- that stuff, man? <laughs> <laughs> Why you are know, you Kev, fighting with well, Kevin Kev, Hart? Kev, you know, Kev became a big star and became a little sensitive. You know, yeah. And he and coming from Philly, we are not sensitive at all. It, we, you know, we mm-hmm. grind each other up, we clown each other on everything we do wrong. You know, and he got upset that I made fun of him <laughs> when he got caught up, you know, uh, with his little affair. And I, yeah, because he got caught cheating on his, his wife. Or, his wife. Was but she pregnant at the time? Sex tape came pregnant out. Pregnant at the time. And, know, and then he cried on, on the on tape. On camera. He yeah. pretty much cried. I'm like, Kev, you just make, you make yourself so vulnerable putting yourself on camera and crying. Right. You're just making a savage person like me just give me so much material. <laughs> And I ate him up, you know. You told him I, to commit suicide by jumping off the, the curb. curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, told, I was like, Kev, I, all I said was, listen, Kev, don't say nothing yet. Wait for the tape. Wait for the sex tape. Right. <laughs> and when it comes out, just lie. I lie all the time. I'm lying right now. <laughs> America say the truth will set you free. The truth will send you to jail, Kev. <laughs> lie. The tape came out. The tape was blurry. It could have been anybody. It could have been Webster, Gary Coleman. You could have waited. You could have blamed it on somebody else. If I was his wife, you know what I'd do to punish him? I'd put all his good shoes on the top shelf. (laughs) 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 And you guys were talking about Netflix earlier, you know, and Monique, you know, had a little thing. She, yeah. She was offered half a million dollars to do a stand-up special, and she felt insulted, and she wanted us to boycott Netflix. Yeah. 
I said, Monique, Netflix costs $10.99. You are on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I boycott boy Comcast. <laughs> direct TV. <laughs> but Netflix... <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you on your own. <laughs> That's too, that is just too we, much of a bargain. Uh, we love discounts, mommy. <laughs> Come back later with somebody else to pay. <laughs> yeah, she said, yeah, if she's asking you to, you know, sit out on the uh, the huge cable bill. Sure. Yeah, now, do you think that, that was because she was a woman or because it's all about the draw? Like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are what? are huge draws. Huge draw. Dave, even Amy Schumer, who's been doing a whole lot lately, it's all about being relevant. Event at this particular moment, you know, she, yes, she's a definite. She, she's done. She won an Oscar. You know, she done a lot of stuff in it late '90s and early 2000s. America is all about what have you done lately. That's what America mm-hmm. cares about. So you know, even her f- social media following is, is not. She don't have no a million. I have mo- a lot more followers than her. Yeah. You know, because she hasn't been relevant on lately. It's all about what you've done lately. So. And it, I and I heard rumors that they wanted her to audition, maybe show what she was gonna do, and she felt like she she didn't have to. So they said, "Well, if you're not gonna audition, we'll give you five hundred thousand dollars. You know, give us whatever you want to give us. You know, maybe she should audition for them, whatever." Mm-hmm. I love Monique. Every time she comes in here, she is unbelievably funny. And the guy that's with her, I can't remember his name. They're, oh, yeah. they're hilarious. X. Um, Tone X. I yeah, yeah, Tone X. Yeah. Hilarious. Love I mean, they're both Tone. they're they're so great. But yeah, that that one seemed like. She was gonna have a tough time garnering a yeah, lot it's of support. Be tough, her. you know. But hey, I don't know. Maybe did she went by the wrong way, boycotting them. Now you're really not gonna get a check from them, right? And they're the only ones really giving out real money right now. I mean, I don't know what Showtime's mm-hmm. giving out, and you know, I don't know. If HBO. They have so much. Netflix has so much money, so and much I feel money. like they have everybody completely hooked. And mm-hmm. if they doubled it tomorrow, how many people would bail? Twenty percent. Yeah, they could probably go as high as fifty bucks and probably still get. Still keep everybody mm-hmm. to have because you, if you compare some, it to everybody else. Yeah, you well, know, they're doing so much original programming. Yeah, they are. They have so much money now, and they have a whole. I mean, look how many subscribers they have. Everybody's paying ten dollars a month. That's they make a lot of money. Yeah, you know. And Dave Chappelle, of course, Dave earned the twenty mil. I mean, Dave did his, his Dave Chappelle show, and everybody got sucked into the show, and and then we just wanted to see Dave. You know, mm-hmm. and, and he sold them a bunch of old specials for like forty million dollars. But do you think he that put the, out four specials in two years? Yeah. But, and the thing about that is, is that I think that that some people cynically will look at it and think like, oh, you know what? He's just he's just firing off material, and a lot of it is just sort of uh, extemporaneous. But like, he's so good at mm-hmm. throwing that stuff out. It's not like they they suffer from lack of quality. Yeah, they're they all good. really good. They're the really good. the the bigger of the two specials that he just released, not the one that was at the store, right? I thought that was as good as like the the one that broke him in DC when he revelation. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the latest one yet, but I'm going to try to make time and, and watch him. So uh, you're going to be at the Improv this weekend, dude. Yeah. I, we were talking about it. Michael Blackson is uh, with us, by the way. I don't remember them doing this for anybody. Maybe Burt nope. Kreischer one time where they added an 11:45 show. Oh, for real? Yeah, I did. I did Houston Improv, and Houston Improv is probably holds about. 150 more seats than this, and I sold 12 shows. Oh my god! I did DC. I did 11 oh, shows. Yeah, I have like I'm 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 really busy online. I do a lot of crazy stuff on social media, so I build up that new fan base. And then I've been doing comedy for 25 years, so I got the fan base from the early 90s. So I got mm-hmm. the I got the 18 year old to 50 year old fans. So I got a huge range of fans. So yeah. When it come out and, so and you did where all- did you where did you start? Philly. I know, but like, what was your big 
coming my out big party break, as far my as big like break was TV. The movie next Friday. It was mm-hmm. a sequel uh-huh. to the Friday movie with Ice Cube. Oh and yeah, Chris Tucker. So the, the, uh, 2000 it came out with um with Mike Evans and Ice Cube and John Witherspoon. Spoon. And, yeah. You played angry African man. Yeah, I I, I had a three minutes scene and they just it scene kind of stole the movie. And then after that, I just been you know climbing slowly up the ladder. But I mean, the last three years has been really crazy. I'm actually hosting the first ever social media award, which is gonna be on BET Live, live on BET on February 11th. So make sure you guys watch that. Nice. nice. So it's well, like my that's like my first really big first big break in gigs is probably what I'll be doing February 11th. Well, this is awesome, man. I, I would I gotta say, really nice to meet you, and uh, I'm afraid you're gonna be too big to ever come back here again. So uh, yeah, I probably it, would. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was nice meeting Send you while we next time. Yeah. <laughs> Send us your hand me downs. I'll make a clone. I'll make another copy. <laughs> Michael Blackson's at the Improv for the uh, shows where there are tickets still available. Go to improv.com or call him four one two four six two five two three three. Hey, man, it was great to meet you. Have a great weekend and safe travels to Minnesota. Let's go, Eagles. All right, DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta in studio with your sports right now on DVE. Great news from Ryan Shazier yesterday, guys. He posted a picture on Instagram standing next to Ben Roethlisberger as he exited UPMC and uh, returned home to begin outpatient therapy and his continued recovery from spinal stabilization surgery. Uh, that's the first picture I've seen of Ryan Shazier standing. Is that to your knowledge? Yeah, first I've seen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, standing is not walking. It is still a good sign. And uh, yeah. and he was he was leaning hard on Ben and and supporting himself, but standing nonetheless. Yeah. And wow, how how cool is that? Uh, a lengthy Instagram post accompanied the picture. Ryan Shazier talking about the first downs he's made at UPMC and looking forward to that three and out being the defensive guy that he is. Shazier adds, quote, I want everyone to know that all of the support and prayers are absolutely being answered. I will continue to work hard and push and find a way back. Really uh, encouraging, inspiring, and uplifting news regarding Ryan Shazier yesterday. Super Bowl 52 coming up on Sunday in Minneapolis. It's the Patriots and the Eagles. The Patriots are the favorites and the Patriots, the five-time champs that they are and the defending champs that they are have the vast majority of the hype. But Goose Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News and the Talk of Fame Network told us a couple of days ago that he doesn't necessarily think the hype will be decisive. Yeah, I like the Eagles in this one. I think uh, I think they match up well. And, again, you know me, Mike, I, I like defense. And 40 of the 51 champions ranked in the top 10 in defense, 41 of the 51 champs ranked in the top 10 in scoring defense. Eagles ranked fourth in defense, fourth in scoring defense. Patriots bring in the 29th ranked defense, second worst defense any team's ever brought to Super Bowl. The worst was the 2011 Patriots, which brought the 31st ranked defense. They had Belichick, they had Brady, they had a 500-point offense. They had all the hype of their dynasty. And the wildcard Giants beat him. Now, Rick's a big believer in defense in the Super Bowl. Uh, I can recall when the Steelers played Arizona and the Cardinals won that magical run. The Steelers had the defensive numbers. They were the number one defense overall in the league that year. But they were kind of running on fumes by the end. The secondary was suspect. And uh, 
I ended up picking Arizona in that game, much to the consternation of a lot of yeah. people around here who uh, let me know how they felt about that. Probably but, still let you know, Mike. Uh, comes up occasionally. Well, but, but, but for two of the greatest plays in the history of the Super Bowl. Well, so I'm arguing with Rick all week. We're out there, and he said, defense is going to win it. Defense is going to win I'm like, no, nah, I think Arizona's going to win it. So the Steelers win, and he comes down and says, see, I told you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the defense won it. Roethlisberger to Holmes. Yeah, but hey, out. hey, the defense did win it. How'd that well, game end? last play, yeah. But it wasn't Lamar like, Woodley, strip, sack, Kiesel, recovers. And that's, that's a good point by you, because that's how I think both of these defenses are going to win for their team or try to. I think the NFL's become a league where shut-the-door defenses just don't exist anymore. Jacksonville and Minnesota, the numbers that they put up were really impressive and historic in some cases, but look what happened to them in the playoffs. A good offense now is going to get to a good defense. It's who can make that splash play at the right time, who can get the sack, who's going to have Gilmore run down the field and lean back and knock Mm. away the ball when the game's on the line. Defensive coaches aren't going to sleep well when they look at their stat sheets after games, but if they win, they'll be able to live with it. It's it's timeliness of uh, impact as opposed to just lining up and dominating a team on defense. I just I don't think that happens anymore in, in championship games like this. So we'll see who can make the play. Uh, Rick Goslin told us this week he thinks Philadelphia has what it needs on D and it has what it needs at QB. The Eagles have what can cause problems. Brady hates the inside pass rush, and the Eagles are bringing Fletcher Cox up the gut. And I think if, if they can knock him around like Jacksonville knocked him around for the first three quarters, I think the Eagles can win this game. And I don't think – Nick Foles has been a past Pro Bowl quarterback. This guy has, has been in big games. This guy has had a six-touchdown game against the Raiders. This is not Chase Daniel we're talking about here. We're talking about an accomplished quarterback. And, you know, he struggled when he first got in the lineup. I was talking to Tony Dempsey the other day, and he said, you know, the guy didn't have any first-team snaps since uh, summer. So then he get the bye. He has two weeks of practice, two weeks of first-team snaps. Came out and had two great playoff games. I expect him to play well in the Super Bowl. If he doesn't make mistakes, I think the Eagles win. Wow. Hmm. I like the reaction. <laughs> if he doesn't make mistakes. But he hasn't I mean, so far. He hasn't if. so far. He hasn't looked like a guy who doesn't know what he's doing or the stage is too big for him. He's been a starter before. He's, he's had success in the league before. But this is what, his third Start or what is it? Third playoff start this year. I think he started the last two regular season games. He's done it before. I I think he can do I it. I like again. the pressure thing, Mike, but have you ever seen a team maybe outside of the Giants with that dynamic front four they had pressure Brady for longer than the first half? Jacksonville was getting to Brady a Atl- bunch. Atlanta was getting to him last year until Atlanta ran out of gas. And then late in the game, no rush at all. Brady with time, over. And that's how they'll play, and I'm sure the Patriots... uh, Patriots are a better running team than people think they are, but they are not a great running team, and the Eagles are a great run defense. I I would assume New England's going to come out with one of those New England game plans where he just throws it all over the yard. Now, a lot of it might be short. It might be controlled passing, but I don't think... What do you think, Randall? Over-under on New England rushing attempts, about 16, 17? Uh, definitely, you're looking 
twenty ish. But they're but, not going to come out and pound it. They're not going to try to control yeah. the clock that way. No, he's it's it's his game. He may run a couple sneaks if that situation develops. He may scramble once or twice. But yeah, he's going to be throwing it all over the yard. We'll see if Philadelphia can rush and cover. Penn's hosting the Caps tonight at PPG Paints Arena, seven o'clock on your Penn's flagship. One oh five nine. The X uh, Penn's nine and three. In January, now they get to play an intense game, a rivalry game, and a game with, uh, well, not playoff implications necessarily, but one that should have a playoff feel to it and challenge them in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. competing and being combative and and staying with it and taking some shots and giving some shots back. It's going to be a fun game tonight at the I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Bradley Cooper narrated uh, an Eagles, like, amp, uh, like, uh, Hype video. Video, yeah. Video. Oh, man, and I told you what you couldn't do, yeah. what you couldn't be. Yeah. This team won't ever be the same, now. So this is our last chance. Yeah. And April, we're going to put in the work to be right here. To be right here. One game. One game. They love to say that it all comes down to one game. They also said our season was over. They said this thing wouldn't crack. They said we shouldn't believe in old St. Nick. One game. We played plenty of games before. Fog Bowl, Snow Bowl. But there's something different about this bowl. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl, and I got news for you. None of those games, none of that stuff adds up to it. Who was that? Bradley Cooper. I don't know, didn't sound, sound like him. Didn't sound like him. Deshaun Jackson is the man. Um, <laughs> isn't Brett Favre doing their like pep, pep, pep talk. speech before the game? Yeah, is he? The Eagles, I think. Yeah, he was, was going to talk. I don't know if it's before the game or at practice. He's definitely talking to him. Mm-hmm. They asked Legarrette Blunt about that, and Legarrette Blunt said, "How many rings does Brett Favre have?" And he told him one. He goes, "Okay, I'm not really interested in hearing what he has." To <laughs> <laughs> he was kidding, and yeah. now everybody's jumping all over Legarrette yeah. Blunt, but he had. LeGarrette Blunt has uh, two. two. Dose. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk with DJ Gallo. He is part of the only Pittsburgh sports podcast, which is uh, he and uh, Dan Hopper, which is hilarious. Oh, I did it the other awesome. night. Those I didn't guys even are, know that they had one. Yeah, they just started yeah. doing it. And uh, DJ, of course, formerly of uh, Sports Pickle and Yahoo Sports, uh, joins us to talk. Why Steelers fans should root for the Patriots. His thoughts on that and more of this weekend Super Bowl when we were. Is the DVE morning show. Super Bowl Sunday on the horizon. Joining us right now, co-host of uh, the uh, the Gangbusters new podcast, the OPS podcast, the only Pittsburgh sports podcast, DJ Gallo. DJ, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, how are you? Congratulations on. on having the only Pittsburgh sports yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. You know, it, it's, it's me and Dan Hopper, um, you know, a comedian from, from Pittsburgh. Uh, we just felt like the Pittsburgh market wasn't being served for sports coverage. <laughs> so just... we thought somebody should talk about it. Yeah, no. And I know you guys do occasionally, but we're, we only talk about Pittsburgh sports. So it's the one place you can hear it. Right, yeah. You stepped up. A huge <laughs> void being filled by the OPS. And uh, did... great, entre- great entrepreneurs do that. They see a void in the market and they fill it. <laughs> That's that's right. Yeah, uh, you, you guys are the Steve Jobs of podcasts. Uh, DJ and uh, Dan Hopper, like two of the funniest guys going. And uh, this podcast is worth your time. I did it the other night. We uh, and I uh, had a chance to talk to these guys. And of course, top of mind, the Super Bowl. DJ, you're not a fan of this Super Bowl. You don't think it's going to be a good one? 
No, well, I mean, it may be a great game, but regardless of the outcome, it's going to be absolutely awful. I mean, from a from a Pittsburgh perspective, it's horrible. I mean, the, the Patriots win. They tie the, the Steelers for the most all-time. The Eagles win. You can no longer, you know, make fun of the entire half of the eastern part of the state. So it's, it's awful. Yeah, but so for that reason, you say Steeler fans should root for the Patriots to win? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I had to think about this a long time. These are the kinds of things I spend my days on. Um, mm-hmm. And... I know. I know. Most people are are thinking, oh, we have to root for the Eagles because you don't want the Patriots to win. You know, Tom Brady, Belichick, the, the six Super Bowls, and I totally get that. I'm 100 percent behind that. At the same time, if the Patriots tie the Steelers, that's that stinks. But the the idea should be that the Steelers will next year beat that, or in the future will beat that. They're going to win a Super Bowl again, though. Then they can like, hey, you're not with us anymore, Patriots. We're now better than you again. Right. If the Eagles win. You can never take that away. The Eagles will always have a Super Bowl championship. You'll, their fans, you can't humiliate them in the same way that you can now. <laughs> They'll never shut up about it. I, I don't think people are realizing how obnoxious Philadelphia fans will be if they win the Super Bowl. This is and a very good point. Said, this is, yeah, this is valid as hell right now. What he's and saying. it's, it's kind of like the people who hate Pittsburgh teams. A few years ago when the Pirates were good, if we can remember back then, you know, the nation was kind of like, oh, let's watch these underdog Pirates fans, uh, you know, win and have success and then a lot of some other people came along and said don't forget these are actual Steelers fans too and so you know Steelers have success and a lot of people don't like the Steelers because of that when you look at the Eagles fans these are these people are Flyers fans like these are the same people you can't be rooting for Flyers fans to have success and and lord it over us this is not acceptable to me so I am I am biting down on something hard and I am uh, watching I'm, I'm rooting for Tom Brady and the Patriots so yeah actively rooting for Tom Brady now, have you watched the uh, Tom versus Time uh, series on Facebook? I, I've seen snippets, uh, and it's mainly related. It seems everything that comes out is now uh, children related. There was, of course, the Boston radio host who got in trouble for going after his daughter, and now there's apparently a long sustained kiss with his son. Yes, so, people are yeah. going after Tom for going after his son. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I mean, at yeah. this point, like you know, t- he he is a, a, a guy who does things different from everybody else, and it seems to work for him. Uh, there's no way that Tom Brady is going to like do anything that won't. If he did cross a line, which I don't think he did, there, I just think that's different. If he did cross a line, everybody would justify anything he does by, "Well, look, he hey. yeah, the guy's won you know five championships. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm that's start what he does." Mouth kissing my kid if yeah. I want to be a, <laughs> right. a champion. And you probably have some sort of research from his quack doctor that, like, the 11 seconds of saliva transfer then increases your your uh, energy levels for the next 2.7 hours. Like, he probably yeah. has some sort of weird study that, you know. You know what he was doing? I just Child realized Child kisses it. have electrolytes in them. Did yeah, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> He's probably, like, sucking, like, youth, youthful stem cells out of the kid. This is vital hydration. You'll see his kids like all shriveled up and like in a like a holding cell like later on like give me another kiss I need your yeah. <laughs> he's like Tom is I'm like Mother Gothel and Rapunzel he's like I need your magic kisses man <laughs> everyone thought it was a kiss it was just a youthful infusion you'll see they'll be losing in the fourth quarter you'll see a timeout he'll go inside that little like medical tent and inside will be his son like give me your vital kisses. <laughs> That's what they're doing at halftime. That's what the adjustments are. They're all, they're all yep. stealing the youthful energy. <laughs> Children. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, DJ Gallo with us from the only Pittsburgh uh, sports podcast. So uh, TB12 works for him. 
Isn't it time Phil Kessel <laughs> comes out with PK-81? Shouldn't oh, we all have be, access to that health regimen? Oh, I would be all in on that. And it's so awesome, that, that video of him with his weird <laughs> non-athlete head poking out of the top. And his, <laughs> he's so amazing in every way. The fact that he is a high-level athlete. And it's not just like he's, he's not like a, a fringe player who doesn't produce. Like he's a legit right. star. Like every time he comes off the ice, he's huffing and puffing like some guy like in men's league who just couldn't get through a 20-second sh- shift. <laughs> it's amazing. And then he goes right back out and, like, you know, dazzles. It's, he's, I would subscribe to anything because you would be able to perform at a high level and also look like just a random dude. That sounds awesome to me. <laughs> Right, like Tom's diet, he doesn't eat mushrooms or tomatoes or like vegetables that are dark shades. Right, he's never tried coffee in his life. Kessel's like, I eat at least two hot dogs a day. (laughs) You want to start your morning with uh, like two dozen wings. (laughs) He does seem Mountain Dew Code Red. Like a dog that he just, he doesn't question what it is, he eats first and questions later. Yep, and that tail's wagon, he's just happy. Productive. Now, uh, to switching to the other Pittsburgh sports franchise, the Pirates, you know, in, they're going through a tough time right now. Not only is there some sort of fan boycott being organized, but we uh, learned this morning there's an advertiser boycott of Ogden newspapers, of which Bob Nutting oh, is no. the C- CEO. Uh, they're uh, one of the West Virginia health providers is pulling all their advertising dollars in protest of how this guy has been handling the, the Pirates and specifically the Andrew McCutcheon trade. And that's pretty unusual. I mean, they're they're going over into the newspaper industry to boycott them. This, this could hurt. You know, this could be the thing that brings the newspaper industry down. I, I mean, it's been doing well. But now, now, this could be it. I think we're in trouble. I, I, the whole boycott thing, I get it. I'm, you know, I hate the Pirates as much as anyone right now. Um, but it's not really going to happen. Like, I want to not go to games. I want to not support the team. But then it'll be uh, it'll be a Friday night. It'll be 68 degrees. Uh, you know the Zambellis will be in town for an amazing fireworks display. And it'll be like um, uh, there's nothing else to do. I'm going to go out and have a couple beers and watch fires. Like, that's what's going to happen. So and then Great White is playing in the outfield afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you can't miss right. White Lion. You know. Right. Yeah. We're we're all weak. And then the, it'll be late July. There'll be like six games out of the wild card, and then we'll convince ourselves, like, oh, this team this team might have it. They're a scrappy bunch. And then, <laughs> then they'll lose, but I'll be at the stadium, and I'll hate myself. <laughs> We're mad at the drug dealer, but we can't stop doing the drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. DJ yep. Gallo, part of... Brokeback uh, Buckos. Oh. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> <laughs> OPS, the only Pittsburgh sports podcast, along with uh, Dan Hopper, and you guys should check it out. I did the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, last uh, episode, I guess. How many are you putting out a week right now? Uh, one to two, depending on, uh, you know, if we can get top-notch guests like you, we'll do it every yeah, day. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll, uh, i got to subscribe to We'll this. put out the uh, the link on uh, dve.com. You should check it out and follow awesome. DJ at DJ Gallo ETC on Twitter. Thanks so much, man. Always good to talk with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right on. I had a blast on their uh, podcast the other night. Uh, him and uh, Dan great, Hopper, another man. Pittsburgher. Dan's a super funny guy. Makes a very valid point about how insufferable Philadelphia fans will be if they win one. <laughs> no but question. I'm going to counteract the Flyers thing. The Eagles are way bigger than the Flyers in Philly. Okay. This this isn't about the Flyers. But but fly, that is Flyers fans will be smiling. Well, yeah, but I'm just in the pantheon of Philadelphia sports. The the Flyers are fourth. They have they have an ardent, rabid wow. following, but they are not as big as the Sixers. The Phillies are definitely not the Eagles. Definitely not the Eagles. Val's got news next.
Well, chivalry is dead. I'll tell you what people do on first dates to convince you of that. It's 14 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. A new report says the U.S. Olympic Committee's security chief was told to keep quiet about claims former USA Gymnastics team Dr. Larry Nasser was sexually molesting children. That email said that a, num- a member of the USA Gymnastics medical team was accused of sexual misconduct against star gymnast Allie Raceman, Michaela Maroney, and teammate Maggie Nichols. Nasser's name wasn't mentioned. Then USA Gymnastics president Steve Penny ordered the security chief not to share the information in the email with anyone else. And he resigned from the U.S. Gymnastics last March. I don't understand what they're protecting. Why not, like, get rid of a guy? Like, covering up a scandal of any kind never pays off. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it does and we don't hear about him when it does work. But it seems like in this case, for the sheer, you know, morality of it all, that it would it should have been immediately dealt with instead of covering it up i don't know what you have to win by like we discovered this we're disgusted by it yeah and then you separate yourself from it now you're a part of it now you're implicated and and the girl that i i played the sound from her yesterday she i can't remember it was 2004 maybe she reported it and the police were like ah yeah there's nothing nothing there so if they had investigated it further how many kids could have been saved uh, this is I, this seems like this is going to be bigger than the Penn State. In terms of numbers, yes, it already. I mean, is. there's. I think it already is. Yeah, two hundred and some girls. Yeah, but much like Penn State, once that there's the perception of a cover up. of a cover up and complicitness, whether whether it's happening or not, you know, I mean, you know, Penn Staters uh, vary on that one. But, well, according uh, to this this story, this email, the guy's like, "Don't tell anybody." Yeah, this th- I mean, there is clear. no uh, gray area with this one, right? Um, I don't think there is with Penn State either, but uh, a lot of people seem to feel confident that there is. Yeah, a Wisconsin girl is being given the maximum sentence of forty years in a mental hospital for stabbing a classmate to honor a character called Slender Man. Have you paid any attention? The to weirdest this? thing. Did you watch the documentary? Internet thing, right? I didn't watch the documentary. Yeah. It, it it just seemed like a really dumb, stupid, you know, a teenage fantasy Obsession. gone yeah. 15, crazy. 15-year-old Morgan Geyser pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree murder for luring her sixth-grade classmate into the woods near Waukesha in 2014 and stabbing her repeatedly. The guilty plea last October allowed her to avoid prison time. Geyser's friend Anissa Weyer uh, was recently sentenced to 25 years in a mental hospital for partnering with Geyer in the crime. The girls and their victim were all 12 years old at the time. In less than two weeks, the city of Butler will be one of the first places in Pennsylvania with a medical marijuana dispensary. City officials toured CY Plus Dispensary yesterday, saying the facility will help Butler's economy. The dispensary will feature more than 100 different medical marijuana products and one-on-one consultations to match patients with the products that best suit them. CY Plus will eventually open a dispensary in the Strip District as well. And speaking of pot, for years, former NFL running back Ricky Williams has been an outspoken proponent of marijuana, even going so far as to open a weed-friendly gym in San Francisco in 2016. Well, this enthusiasm for pot will be on display on Sunday at his marijuana-friendly Super Bowl party in the Hollywood Hills, which it's uh, recreationally legal now 
in California. Along with an unlimited supply of pot, the bash will also feature booze, celebrities, vegan food, and a massage therapist. Yeah, that's nice. 24 litmus. Nice. And this Super Bowl Sunday, Pizza Hut making an offer that might involve giving away a lot of free pizza if either team scores the fastest touchdown in Super Bowl history. That would be within the first 14 seconds of the game. All Pizza Hut rewards members get a free two-topping medium pizza. So not sure sure if it's going to happen. It has happened in the past. Devin Hester did it at Super Bowl 41 in 2007 for the Bears. And since 2011, there have been 15 touchdowns scored in the first 14 seconds of a game. Uh, That's regular season and playoffs. So it has happened. And outside of Vegas, Americans won't be able to legally bet on the Super Bowl. Despite that, Americans will still bet an estimated $4.76 billion on the game, with Vegas only dealing with about 3% of that amount. The rest is being handled by offshore bookmakers, local bookies, and other operators who certainly don't pay taxes. Some number crunchers at SportsHandle.com figured out that if gambling were legal in the U.S., State governments would collect nearly $400 million in tax revenue just on the Super Bowl. Wow. So legalize gambling. Legalize, legalize marijuana, marijuana. And let's get all new bridges and tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Education. Marine oh, yeah. That, that too. Yeah. Healthcare. All that stuff. Listen, I can't drive on the education, all right? <laughs> I'm just uh, worried about the potholes that are ripping my car to shreds. Yeah, and, but you uh, gotta, you know, uh, get kids uh, learned. Gotta get them educated. Yeah, educated so they edu- can build the bridge. Educated <laughs> so they can be engineers and build the bridge. Right. Uh, other Super Bowl news: An LA-based parents group wants Justin Timberlake to keep it clean during the halftime show. In an open letter to Justin, the parents' television council says they don't need a repeat of the. Wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson. The group says millions of kids will be watching on Sunday and they want Justin to keep it family friendly. Oh, I thought they meant literally keep it clean because he's out of the woods. They didn't want him to show up dirty. (laughs) Is it man of the woods or out of the woods? I don't know. Man of the woods. Mm, Man of the woods. It's woodsy. I wish they would have given halftime to Tiffany Trump because she really (laughs) did want to be a, a pop star at one point in time. Does she have songs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get her on there. You know, because she doesn't. Paris Hilton could do a guest spot. She gets no love. No. The rest of those kids are on TV all the time. They're all all members of the cabinet for crying out loud. They all have White House jobs. She's like the Cooper Manning of the Trump family. Poor Tiffany. Poor Tiff. Get her out there. Is she just from a marriage where he just would rather forget? It's Marla Maples, is her. Okay. Is that the only American? Yeah. Come yes. to think of it. As a matter of fact, yes. Come on. Ignores, make your American daughter great again. He ignores his only American offspring. Where's Come on. <laughs> Ivana, is she Czech? Yeah. And then Melania's Romanian, right? Something. I don't know. Uh, so I'm talking about a lot of Super Bowl stuff uh, the last few days today. There's got to be a Mar-a-Lago include... Super Bowl party, isn't there? There is. Definitely. Yes, the Winter White House? Is. It's going to be pumping. Uh, I told you about some of the local dogs being featured in the Puppy Bowl on the Animal Planet. Well, this year for the first time ever, the night before the game, Animal Planet will host a dog bowl featuring senior shelter dogs from around the country looking for forever homes. 50 adult dogs will play on two teams, uh, ages 2 all the way up to 15. 
which is great. You can check out the Dog Bowl Saturday at 8 p.m. on Animal Planet and the Puppy Bowl Sunday at 3 p.m. Do you actually watch that? I do. Not the whole thing. I okay. don't. I don't. I just tune it in and go, oh, there's the puppies are so cute. And then I go watch something else and then I come back and check it out a little bit. It's one of those you, things I where think- I'm like, oh, that sounds so nice and so cute. And then uh, the day comes around and I'm like, I can't be worried about those kind of puppies, man. It's real life out here. We all need a little distraction. It. It's uh, Sunday's gonna st- suck. I, honestly, I, I watching that and seeing the Patriots and the Eagles. Ugh. Well, there's your distraction. <sighs> yeah, the puppy, Randy? the puppies might need to come into play. I need something more than puppies. That's not. It, it doesn't. Watch Black Mirror all day and get freaked out. <laughs> Just look at what your your future's yeah. gonna be. Chivalry is dead, according to Match.com's 2018 Singles in America survey. This is unbelievable. 10% of guys will fart on a first date. What? <laughs> like out loud? I I don't. Well, either way, if it's an SBD, that's that'll get you too. Are we talking close quarters here? Or are we talking like squeeze one out <laughs> on the way in somewhere? Crop dust as you're walking away? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20% say they'll pee with the door open after just a few dates. Yeah, look, 60% will eat a Tide Pod in front of the day. You know, it, we're, we're, we're doomed. It, yeah, when you start the night really, off with a Tide Pod, farting in front of her doesn't really <laughs> fart and bubbles. break any deals. Yeah, it comes out smelling soapy. Yeah, we are absolutely doomed. It doesn't matter. I mean, how many dudes go on dates, or girls for that matter, like, and they're on their first date, and they're on their phone is in their hand, and they're looking at their phone? Oh, that's just... That's... Part of maybe they're maybe they're tendering while they're like this ain't working out. Let's try yeah. something else. Next, I have great respect for the people who like spend five minutes sniffing each other's butts and they're like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> you know, like if you're in the game and you know, like let's not waste each other's time. That's very honest. Because I do. I I have a friend of mine. She she said that she's done that a couple of times. It doesn't mean where she like about- sits down and have coffee because she won't do dinner with with any of these. You know. The internet dating guy, she'll uh-huh. always like be like, hey, three o'clock, I'll meet you for coffee. That's good. And then That's she goes, smart. gets a coffee to go and sits at the table. And if she likes him, she stays. And if she doesn't, she's out of there. That's like, smart. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Enjoy or- the rest of your coffee. <laughs> I'm getting out of your life forever. And if it works, hey, uh, want to grab an early dinner? Sure. Yeah. Right. And if the That's guy like breaks smart. open a, to- a Tide Pod and puts <laughs> it in his cappuccino while he's looking at you like it's, it's just a creamer. Yeah. Well, where'd you go to college? <laughs> what are you uh what are you into not you yeah you creep that's the way to do it you can't put a lot of pressure on me like let's go to dinner yeah it's like hey i meet you for a beer at seven o'clock and if you're an older person you definitely don't want to do that like i think if you're older dating you're you know you're mature enough to say hey just because we're not into each other doesn't mean we're bad people. It's just everybody's different. Everybody I, likes I something never, different. I never like the dinner date anyways. That was always so uncomfortable to sit there with somebody you've never met. <laughs> and eat. And eat. I remember. No, thank you. I remember I went on a date to Hosses in Oil City. <laughs> a dinner date. Dude. The, the, buffet? Guy drove, the guy drove me in a Fiero. Oh, no way. That's an awesome car. That she guy, was like, hold on a so second. 80s. 
Fierro to Hosses. Yeah. Whoa. That's guaranteed. That's a ticket to paradise right there. Uh, he can afford me. <laughs> All right. Is it, wasn't Hosses like just a buffet? No, you. Well, the salad bar was a buffet, but you ordered a. This meal. guy's not going buffet. He's going steak. He's that like, was like I was hot- going to go to Ponderosa, but I wanted to treat you special. Ponderosa, you would have had to drive clear to Meadville for that. Clear to Meadville. <laughs> I want to take you to the steak barn. No, we had Bonanza. Oh, uh, that that's Ponderosa. No, it's not that it's the same good. thing. <laughs> oh, really? No. I thought it was like the same thing. No, it's the same uh, style. Like Arthur Treacher's and Long John Silver. Did they have oh, live yeah. music at Bonanza? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> no, but it was like a cafeteria style type. You stand in line and you go get your dessert and your drink, and then they're slinging the steaks back there. There is a, uh, a inverse relationship with uh, probability of sex after a date with the uh, likelihood of wheels on your chair at dinner. <laughs> I did. Go- when you go there, those places they got wheels on the chairs. Yeah, you aren't getting late. I did go to Bonanza for my prom dinner yeah but what was it like it was like the only choice yeah what are you gonna do i remember clear to meadville clear to meadville that's a 30 minute drive i went on a (laughs) date i took a girl to the top of the triangle wow okay this is like this is big that is pricey and and yeah she ordered the surf and turf i was like oh god (laughs) and then i ordered a steak and it came with like this alien goon juice on it It, there was all this green stuff i was like oh this is nasty because at that time i was uncivilized and i just liked ketchup (laughs) on my steak (laughs) and i took my jacket off because i like wore a suit because we were it was like fancy it was for it was before a formal or something like that and I took my suit off, and she just made fun of me because I had suspenders on. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, I just had to pay $50. For you to make fun of me. And this is going nowhere. Some, some East End Pittsburgh chick go, yeah. coming at you for wearing like, suspenders. Nice suspenders, <laughs> dork. <laughs> and I was like, how's that surf and turf, slut? <laughs> God, this sucks. I'm never coming here again. <laughs> Dude, you were feeling all confident to oh my your God. jacket, and all of a sudden uh, she's like, no. Oh. I had a men's warehouse good. suit, olive. Oh, it dude. Was olive good. color. That was a good color. Olive. Had, oh, it good like, color. had like one of those silk, like burgundy ties, matching suspenders. Nice. That's what they call a look. Oh. And I like how I look. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> had the, the pocket the square. square. Nice. Yeah. I had a fresh look. I she just, was not feeling it. Did Did you have your hair gelled back Wall Street style? You know I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I look like Billy Baldwin. Greenfield uh, is good. I, I just realized <laughs> I went out with another guy who drove a Fiero. Dude, that was your ride. I mean, was that just your, your number one... Uh, that thing was, that you had to check uh, off? That was like a hot rod. Mm, you going out with Val Porter? I heard she's <laughs> hot to trot for the Fiero. I, I couldn't have scored a date with you. I had a teal Grand Am. <laughs> See, that's, that's not a bad car. Teal oh, Grand Am. Oh, my. It was the worst. Because the one, Gosh. the window, the power window didn't work. So every time we pulled up to the, uh, <laughs> the drive through I had to open the door and reach back. <laughs> so it was embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, a film starring Neil Young will have its premiere at the... <laughs> Dude, I drove my dad's 67 Cutlass. 
and it would be embarrassed. It was a badass car, hard top. It was awesome. But it had AM radio only. <laughs> oh. And so girls hated it. You could listen to WLS in Chicago. That's what I used to do in the Chevette. No, I would listen to like, I don't even remember, WJET or something like that. <laughs> 1440 AM. But like, everyone was like, oh, well, I uh, guess. Yeah. Uh, and I would like try to sell it, be like, look, we can get like four people on this benches. You know, that's great seating. for making out. Yeah. And it was just this big, huge car. I mean, he had that in a 64 Buick that he would let us drive, which was awesome. Yeah. And he called it the African Queen. I don't know why. <laughs> and then. It was like a boat. Yeah. The, yeah. Big yeah, boat. It was named after the movie. And so at any rate, but they were like, they had the seating where it was like, you were getting on a bus. It was a, they were benches. Yeah, bench seats. Oh, just yeah. huge. And you could get so many that people leather on. seating that was like a, like a booth. And the, the Pizza Hut, yeah. yes, and the steel, steering wheels were so big you could drive with your knees, like really wow. easy. Like, oh, those were great. Yeah. When the horn was that little like wire thing, <laughs> right. like on the bottom of the steering wheel, yeah, it was awesome. And then you just you know hold your cigarette out that little triangle triangle window. Right. Oh, my grandfather used to do kill me with those. Uh, a film starring Neil Young will have its premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival in March. Paradox features Young alongside Willie Nelson and his sons Micah and Lucas Nelson and members of his backing band, Promise of the Real. Neil's girlfriend, Daryl Hannah, wrote the script and directed the feature-length film. South by Southwest describes the film as, quote, Far-fetched, whimsical western tale of music and love somewhere in the future past. The man in the black hat hides out between heists at an old stagecoach stop with jail time, the particle kid, and an odd band of outlaws. Sounds horrible. <laughs> and finally, Jim Carrey can put that lawsuit from the family of his late girlfriend, Kathriona White, behind him. The case has been dismissed, according to his attorney, Raymond Boucher. White's family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the comedian, accusing him of giving her the painkiller she used to kill herself in September of 2015. They say Carrie gave her also three STDs without warning her. Oof. Jim countersued, saying the family was trying to extort him. It's believed a financial settlement was made, but details have not been released. Three. I mean, I don't even think a warning would have helped. You know, I, I like think it at would. the end of the day, it's still it's three is a lot of STDs. One is a lot. Could you imagine like his, he has to be like, I just want to let you know. I uh, <clears throat> do you know what general awards are? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, oh, my God. And then somehow it's like, OK, you know what? No, I believe Listen, in this relationship. Something else I have to tell you. And he's like, great. OK, next thing. All right. Have you heard of chlamydia? <laughs> this, okay. is, this is tough. My herpes has chlamydia. <laughs> so, and that has gonorrhea. So, it's kind of a Russian nesting doll situation of STDs I have. My B. Uh, or, you know, once you get that many, you might as well play like, do a, like a uh, family feud game with her. <laughs> or a chuck-a-luck wheel. So, yeah. <laughs> Spin the wheel, honey. Go we ahead. asked three of my doctors which STDs I have that you could get tonight. <laughs> Survey says, hi, peace. Windy, snowy, cold, 20 for the high today, but wind chills all day around zero. It's 12 degrees at DVE. Mike's got your sports when we come back. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show and a, uh, a, a very hopeful Seen uh, at uh, UPMC yesterday with Ryan Shazier. On his way out, as it turns out. 
Brian Chazier posting on Instagram that uh, he's now going to be undergoing outpatient therapy. Leaving UPMC, uh, a picture on Instagram posted by Shazier with his arm around Ben Roethlisberger and Ben Roethlisberger with his arm around Shazier. And, uh, they're support- he- Roethlisberger is supporting Shazier and Shazier is supporting himself on the right side of the frame, but standing nonetheless. And uh, what, a, what an inspiring development that is. Still a long way to go in the journey for him, but wow, what a mile marker. Moving the ball, as he might put it. He's talked She's here uh, posted about the uh, first downs he's been making at UMC, UPMC, and now he's looking forward to uh, getting to that three and out that uh, he, as a defensive guy, as he put it, that's his goal. And uh, Ryan Chazier, incredibly thankful for all the support that he's gotten from so many uh, different aspects, his, his teammates, the Steelers, organization, just people in general, uh, praying for him and rooting him on and doing whatever they can. Uh, it's not a happy ending yet, but Ryan Chazier is still fighting, and he has vowed to continue to do so. Sports this hour is brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Let's cut to the chase as it relates to Super Bowl 52, the Patriots against the Eagles. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady against the world. It's been that way for a long time in the National Football League, and uh, pro football talk. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk thinks it's going to be that way for a while longer. Florio joined us uh, on January the 22nd, and he talked, among other things, about Bill Belichick and how that guy is worth his weight in gold. Belichick, as I've heard it, is at around $12.5 million a year. I, Derek Carr is making $25 million a year with the Raiders. <laughs> I would take Belichick $25 million a year without question. First of all, I don't have to worry about a salary cap with a coach. But when you have a truly great coach, who, who is consumed by his job, who is working all the time, who will get you ready for any situation that could possibly come up, has a plan for everything. His plans have plans. It's all mapped out down to the letter. When you have someone like that, he is worth so much more than a franchise quarterback because he'll take a regular average quarterback and turn him into a franchise quarterback. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady isn't a franchise quarterback, but the true test is going to be Belichick after Tom Brady retires. And I think Belichick's going to stick around and coach in New England just to show that he can still perform at a high level even after Brady's gone. Now, the disclaimer to that, I, I like Mike Florio. He's opinionated and uh, appreciate him coming on the show. He's a good guest. But he is a huge Belichick fan. And if you read Pro Football Talk, uh, almost anything that happens, particularly as it relates to the Steelers, is compared to Belichick as if that's the only way to do it. Now, it's a pretty successful way to do it. Nobody's done it better, certainly. But... Uh, We'll see if Bill Belichick can win without a franchise quarterback. He could not in Cleveland when Bernie Kosar and Vinny Testaverde were his guys. And all the great coaches in history, uh, Vince Lombardi had Bart Starr, Tom Landry had Roger Staubach, Chuck Knoll had Terry Bradshaw. Was Chuck a better coach with Bradshaw than he was with Bubby Brister? I mean, the quarterback's the thing, right? Soon as Cower got Roethlisberger, he won one. Yeah. it uh, It's important, uh, but... Uh, Bill Belichick has Tom Brady right now, and he's going to send him uh, at Philadelphia. I mean, what well, the, the year that they had Matt Castle in there, they didn't even make the playoffs. I think they were no. eleven and five. they did win eleven games. They won eleven games. Yeah. But you think Matt Castle is going to win you a Super Bowl? Not yet. <laughs> 
Another guest uh, from this week, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News and the Talk of Fame Network. Uh, he's been covering the NFL for a long, long time, and he doesn't think the Tom Brady that's going to play on Sunday is the Tom Brady that uh, has risen to the guy that everybody now considers the GOAT. If you're betting Patriots, you're betting Brady. You're betting Tom Brady is going to find a way to win this game like he always does. But this is not not the same Tom Brady of five years ago. Tom Brady, at one point this season, threw interceptions in five consecutive games. There have been seasons when he didn't throw five interceptions. And now, you know, he's had, he had a string on like six consecutive games without 300 yards passing. But this is not the same Tom Brady, and this is not the same Patriots team. Uh, the Eagles have the number one run defense. The, the Patriots don't run the ball. They've got... They bring the pass rush in waves. They got four guys coming off the edge. Fletcher Cox and Jernan come up the middle. I, I think they're going to give the Patriots all kinds of uh, pass rush problems. And on the flip side, I don't know how the, the the Patriots don't have a great pass rush. I don't know how they're going to cover those three wideouts and the tight end. I think there's always going to be a guy for Foles to throw to. The question is, will, will he get them the ball? Good question. I've talked to a few people about this, and I'm getting a lot of varying opinions. Strong opinions, but varied opinions. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Patriots are going to win it. Me too. 30-27. to 27. But we shall see Super Bowl 52 coming up on Sunday. Uh, nice uh, appetizer tonight if you're into uh, high-profile, intense sporting events. That would be the Penguins and the Capitals at PPG Paints Arena, Ovechkin against Crosby, Penn's Caps. There's history there. Uh, both uh, are at the top of the Metropolitan Division. Once again, the Capitals leading, and the Penguins have worked their way up to second place. The Pens have done so in part because of their 9-3 and performance in January. They've got their confidence back because of that, but Mike Sullivan maintained again yesterday that it takes more than confidence, even for the Pens. I think this team has a quiet confidence that when we play the game a certain way, uh, that we can compete against anyone in the league. And I think this core group of players uh, is as competitive a, a core of players uh, as I've, I've been around. So I do think we have, there is a quiet confidence about our group. Uh, but having said that, nothing is inevitable. And we've got to go out and we've got to show it through our actions. And we've got to earn our way. And the way we do that is, is we take each day as it comes and we try to bring our very best. You know, today it involved practice, but you know, tomorrow it's going to be a game. We've got to make sure uh, that we control what we can to earn that way. And, uh, and, and that's, that's the message that we've been trying to preach to our team uh, almost all year. Connor Sherry is week to Sherry, excuse me, is week to week with a lower body injury. Ryan Reeves has not played the body. last three games. I think he might do a little running around if he gets back in the lineup tonight. The crowd's going to be foaming at the mouth. I think he might lose his gloves at some point, on purpose. Pens and caps tonight, seven o'clock on your Pens flagship, one oh five nine, the X. That's going to be some good stuff. What was your prediction again for the Super Bowl? The score? 30-27 to 27 New England. God, I hope it's not that close. Uh, are those, I hope it's... Are those num- do those numbers correspond with any block polls? <laughs> they actually do. Zero and a seven is a good yeah. number to have. I would be very pleased if that came up to actually be the score, not because I predicted it. I hope if the Patriots are going to win... That's the numbers you got. <laughs> <laughs> It's a blowout because I don't want to get my hopes up that they're going to lose. Right. 
Well, that's what everybody in New England is saying. Now, this is how much they've won. They're like, we deserve a blowout, kid. Come on, dude. Because that's a score that you will get excited about and think, yes, the Eagles can do it. They can beat them. Here's what my advice is. No matter what happens in the first half, temper your emotions. Yeah, well. Because the second half Patriots are way, way better. That's actually pretty good advice on any pretty good advice on any given Sunday. Yeah, but But everybody likes to watch the first two series now and then pick up their phone and start tweeting. (laughs) Cuz that's what we do. Not me. I think that's what the Falcons did last year. I'm going tweetless. You are tweetless. Trying to enjoy things without Twitter. Is it also because you're going to be out somewhere and it's going to be hard to No, I've always And you have one arm. And you have one arm. Part of it's the one arm thing, but I feel like my I'm becoming so stupid. Like I'm getting stupider by the hour. That's what it does. I'm getting dumber and dumber. And I didn't have a good starting point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am <laughs> falling precipitously in the... I think you could spare a few IQ points. No, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny is I was watching. There's a great show on Cinemax, and I, I think I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, Tales from the Tour Bus that Mike Judge did. He basically like chronicles all the you know hilarious stories of all these outlaws like you know Waylon Jennings and uh, people like that. And he did one on George Jones and Tammy Wynette. And the George Jones one, the doctor he he has to go to the doctor for something, and the doctor decides to give him an IQ test. <laughs> And they're interviewing George Jones's band, and they're like, "George wasn't a smart fellow. Uh, he was not." And uh, so the doctor gave him an IQ test, and he's like, "What'd he get, Doc?" And the doc's like, "62." And uh, and uh, the guy goes, "Like he's got a 62." He goes, "Well, I've been working for him for a long time. What's that say about me? <laughs> My boss is a 62 IQ, and I'm listening to him. Hey, Lisa passed. He knew who he was and what he did." And- do you know how messed up he was? I love like these guys when all of these stories ine- inevitably have a uh, um, a, a plot a, a line that goes like substance abuse. We got to get him off a substance, which is usually like booze and pills. And it's <laughs> for the country boys, especially. Yeah. And then they discover cocaine, and they're like, "Ah, oh, this gets me off the pills. Get out of here, this dude! Great. You don't but, want any of this cocaine." But when George Jones did it. It, it turned him into he had multiple personalities and he had so he had George Jones he had the old man and the other one was the duck and he would talk like what? Donald Duck or an old man and they would start arguing with each other and then the George Jones regular oh George Jones God. would mediate the argument and one time he got so mad at the duck he told the bus driver to pull over and he kicked the duck off the bus. Keep, yeah, keep in mind, he's he's the duck. So he kicks the duck off the bus, and then the bus goes rolling down the road. He has a few more beers, and he starts to feel bad that he kicked the duck off the bus. So he makes the bus turn around, and he goes back to get the duck. This is like me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What does it look like? I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> Just the amount of guns and knives and explosives and country music in the 60s and 70s. I got no showed by George once. That's like an honor. You know, it's like that a right. I never got to see him live. Oh, that would have been stinks. awesome if he came out as the duck. 
That was my one <laughs> Did shot. a concert. You know. <laughs> I can't understand anything he's saying. I never knew why they called him the possum. Why'd they call him the possum? Because his eyes are like an inch apart. Well, I didn't know. I just thought it was some country thing. <laughs> Me too. But when you look at him now, you'll never look at him the same. He looks exactly like a possum. His eyes are very close to <laughs> each other. And when you scare him, he rolls over and plays dead. Plus the fact that those guys live as long as they do. Like anytime I'm feeling like a, a little bit like a hypochondriac about something, like, oh, oh this will be life-shortening. Well, those, not all of them do. Yeah, but they live to like, they shouldn't have lived... Till 50. Hank Williams didn't make it very long. You know your eyes are too 30. close when they give you glasses and it's a monocle. <laughs> it is the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's your Super Bowl prediction? 30-27? Yes, sir. I don't know. I sure hope it isn't that close. I think it's going to be 45 nothing Patriots. Well, keep in mind, it doesn't matter. It's all about the Steelers next year. Tom Brady, I think this is uh, this is Bill Belichick's last game coaching the Patriots. Hot, wow, hot take. Brady's going to play another five years. Yeah, well, you know, we saw why. You know, was we were talking with DJ Gallo earlier, as he sucks all the youthful stem cell energy out of young children if, through prolonged uh, <laughs> kisses. Does he have more kids when he uses that one up? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why he, he kept having got, them. He's got three of them. It's like get out. So he might actually play for another 10 years. This is the uh, 10th time the Patriots have made it to the Super Bowl. Third time for the Eagles. Pats have won five. Eagles are one of 13 teams that have never won a Super Bowl. The average price for a ticket this year, 5700 bucks. Wow. Highest confirmed price anyone has ever paid for one ticket was twenty eight grand two years ago. Six thousand bucks to is go to a football game. Just a no regular way. seat or is that a I don't box? Know. Has to be luxury seats. Twenty eight percent of us plan to attend a Super Bowl party this year. The size of the average party is seventeen people. Wow, that's big. That's a big ass party. As a nation, we'll eat more than one point three billion wings. This is a lot of wings. I might eat I might eat some of those today. I know, I'm already starting to feel like, yeah. oh, this whole weekend. It has me in the mood. You want to get your wing on today. Cheat yeah. weekend. 28 million pounds of chips. That's where the flu is, in the chips. In the chip bowl. Bring your own chip bag. Yep. 8 million pounds of guacamole. It's got to be a big cheesesteak weekend, too, I'm thinking. 10 million pounds of ribs. And the average pizza place will see a 350% increase in orders. Ribs are too messy for me to be eating out in public. Yeah. I've never had ribs at a party. Neither have I. It's like, you know, it's I don't want to have sauce in my ears. We'll buy 52 million cases of beer on Super Bowl Sunday alone. So if you do the math, that means we'll be drinking over 1.2 billion beers. Out a boy. Definitely knocking back a couple ice cold And that might have something weekend. to do with the fact that one in ten people will skip work on Monday. Can we make that two out of ten? <laughs> Should the NFL prevent injuries by really switching should have off on from Monday. full contact to Everybody flag football? Should. 15% of Americans want the NFL to go to flag football. Oh. One in five people say they'd skip a wedding or a funeral to see their team play in the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess it depends on whose wedding, who died. A wet? Well, yeah. If it's a family member, no. But like a few, you can't skip a funeral. Hmm. Hmm. Weddings, that's, you know. That's understandable. There might be another one. <laughs> Depending yeah. on who it was. <laughs> Pretty right. good chance there's only going to be yeah. one funeral, right? <laughs> right. 
Uh, and yeah, I'll catch your next wedding, Fred. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Back to uh, he's gonna die again, right? Circling back around to Groundhog Day once again. That son of a bitch saw his shadow. <laughs> By the way, there are some knockoff Punxsutawney Phils. Yeah, the scratch off one, right? There, <laughs> that one. But there's, I think there's one in New York. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Was- Saskatchewan Phil. Yeah, he comes out of his hole. And says, "What do I look like? The effing Weather Channel." Six more well, I see my shadow. You see your shadow? <laughs> Go grab your shadow box. Now you just can't leave. <laughs> Justin Timberlake playing halftime was asked about his son and whether or not he'd play football. So you would support if he wanted to run some routes and get in the NFL? Uh, he will never play football. Okay. Uh, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. If it, it, It's kind of like that thing where... where my main objective is that he become a uh, great person. Yeah. <laughs> That's Justin Timberlake realizing he just said that he didn't want his kid to play football as he was about to be paid millions of dollars right. to play halftime at the Super Bowl. No, I, I mean, uh, look. Uh, I go back and forth on that. I mean, he could have been saying, like, he could have been trying to make a joke that his son is the most unathletic kid ever. <laughs> you know? No, my kid is... Uh, my kid? No shot. Oh, sorry. That By the way, me. Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is the knockoff Punxsutawney Phil. He says... Staten Island Chuck. He's predicting an early spring. Good. Staten Island Chuck. Cool. We'll go with that. It's always sunny in Staten Island. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Will your kid play football? No, no, no. He's a dandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, he's going to do the ballet. Special thanks to DJ Gallo for joining us from the only Pittsburgh sports podcast, OPSP, with Dan Hopper. You down with OPSP? I did their uh, their episode this past week, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, shoot that out on social media for you. Also, thanks to Michael Blackson. He was at the Improv this weekend. He stopped by in his goat coat. <laughs> How about his that? coat is, is that endangered. Greatest of all time. Coat? Is that real goat? It's lamb. It's lamb. It's lamb, guys. Lamb, and it was partially alive. Monday, a Super Bowl review, and uh, Billy. What Gar- I remember of it anyway. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know you're. You're going to uh, remember Tom Brady coming back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm going to hit it pretty hard Sunday, so. So we should have food here Monday. Is what you're saying? Oh, that's a good idea. A Let's nice have idea. like a big how to how to work hungover show. Mm. It's going to have to be like some break. some. Bounce back food. You got to be very careful what you eat the day after this weekend. A lot weekend. of bread. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to push out anything greasy. Yeah, kind of want to. You want a status quo. No, I think you do want some grease. Eh? Yeah, well, some some bacon and sausage. Breakfast sandos. We'll make it happen some, for you. Uh, fried potatoes. Mm. OJ. Our uh, lone Eagles fan, Danny Quinlan. He's got his winning is for the birds t-shirt on. Walking around the halls with his hands raised right now. DQ. (laughs) Starting to think DJ DJ Gallo had a point. These guys win. They're going to be insufferable. We already deal with the Patriots fans uh, uh, being insufferable. Why add another one to the mix? All right. That's it. We're out of here. As promised, next week, more stuff. Don't forget the Shear the Beard 8. Coming up, Jurgles. February 16th.
Get your tickets at DVE.com. Phil Bork's going to get his beard sheared this year, too. And his is, it's a formidable beard. It really is. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, on February 24th, the Pittsburgh Polar Plunge to benefit Special Olympics of Western PA. SpecialOlympicsPA.org for details on how you can join me and all of the athletes in one of the most fun days that you'll ever have freezing your butt off. Freezing for a reason. It's the 2018 Pittsburgh Polar Plunge, Saturday, February 24th. All right, that's it. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm finished. You stay